0: That has got going to work. What are your names again? My name. It doesn't matter
1: what your names are. You walk around here interrupting the rock, you like you haven't seen the sun in 20 years. You like you just stepped out of Oliver Twist. Please, sir, may I have some more advice, sir? You want some advice? Here's the rock advice. Shut your mouth. What you want. What you want. How about what the rock wants? Allow me to
2: reintroduce myself. I am the jabroni beating, pie eating, trail blazing, eyebrow
1: raising. Talking is done, you're out of your class. No sleep till Brooklyn, the rock whoops your ass.
2: On, brothers and sisters, coming to you from Theater D, Row J, Seat 7. I am the Godfather Nate Milton, and this is the Rocky My Via Picture Show, your favorite pop culture and pro wrestling podcast dedicated to the genius of sports entertainer turned thespian Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Now playing this month, 2013's Fast and Furious 6. Let's do it.
0: Your funeral.
2: Ride or die, remember?
0: Listen up! Out here we're used to getting what we want. This is London, baby! But remember, don't bite the bait. Are you ready?
1: Ready? Ready. Steady.
2: Yeah. All right. That, that that was great right there. That's just something to whet your appetite, ladies and gentlemen, because we have so much to get into this episode. And when I say we, I do mean we, because I can't do this alone. Every Siskel needs an Ebert. Every Ebert needs a Roper. And every Blaine needs a Twan. And I have two special guests. To help me review this film, of course, you know them. They they were here for our Fast Five episode. They are our experts, and and you know whenever I need experts on the Fast and Furious universe or the Fastiverse, if you will, I know I got two of those. So <laughs> from the from the excellent Fast and Furious theme podcast, Too Fast to Forever, welcome back, Joey Lewandowski and Joe Two Yo Joes, welcome Hello, back.
0: Thank you, brother. I'm so glad to be here, man. I just missed talking to you. I was like it has been it's felt like it's been forever, so I'm glad we're back.
2: You felt like it's been too fast too forever
0: too, too long forever. Yeah. Too, too too forever. too long too forever. I know yeah, it's number time but damn it's it, it's funny <sighs>
2: because I feel like you know january February, we were living life a quarter mile at a time, Then <laughs> <laughs> yep. as soon as march hit it's been a it's been a slow drive, fellas. It's been a long runway, that's for sure. A very long will runway. will tell you all about it when we see you again. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we got to save that for next time. We, we're not there yet. Don't, don't stir up the people's emotions. <sighs> okay, sorry. Uh, but yeah, since you guys are returning guests, we don't have to do the preamble with where you met Dwayne The Rock Johnson in terms of a wrestler and in terms of an actor, uh, your opinions of him. We know that. Anybody that wants to hear that can go back and listen to the Fast Five episode that the three of us did. So uh, let's just kind of start finding out where you guys are right now. Obviously, you still got the show going strong. How have you guys been handling this, this strange new reality that, that we're all kind of dealing with?
1: Well, we've been handling it by like doubling up. We're now doing two episodes a week. We're putting out, you know, for tomorrow's episode, which would have been this Tuesday, this past Tuesday, we're kicking off lap seven with a three hour episode. We're just, you know, not only we're doing more episodes, they're getting longer because we keep adding more. (laughs) And I don't know why it's just giving me more work to do. It's giving us more time to talk. But like, we're just doing more too fast too forever.
0: Yep, that's what we've been up to, man. Like just trudging along. And like thankfully, you know, we're not allowed outside, so I can see these people traips around the universe. And uh <laughs> it keeps me keeps me a little sane. Yeah, it's we like, may not so be many... citizens of the world,
1: but at least Giselle is. You know what I mean? Yes.
2: So many things in this movie would, would be uh frowned upon right now.
1: Absolutely. Like, <laughs> yes.
2: So much physical contact,
1: nobody's wearing a mask. Barbie, The Rock is just glistening with sweat droplets. The rock <laughs> Bits at one point it's just like you can't do that. There's a there's a pandemic going on. Keep the saliva exactly. in your mouth, my man. So does Luda. At the end, he's just spraying
0: COVID oh, germs everywhere. Oh, mm-hmm. <sighs>
1: uh, but yes, we're not here to
2: talk about our problems in the world. We're here to talk about the problems of the family, and that that brings us to Fast and Furious. So, guys, I, I need you to I need you to get serious right now, okay? okay. So, everybody listening, everybody listen up, because out here we're used to getting what we want. This is London, baby. <laughs> and somewhere somewhere Davey Portman, my good friend Davey Portman from from up next is just shaking his head at my mangling of <laughs> of, of his his British tongue and and so uh my apologies Davey. I I won't do it again. <laughs> I am no Rita Ora, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't
0: think any
1: of us are. Oh, God.
2: Yeah, wish so I, yeah, I, I yeah. we would
1: we... say silver in Spanish, because I would say you're Rita Silver, because aura means gold. I learned that from the oh. New York Times crossword puzzle. They drop aura all the time in the crossword yeah, puzzle. I, I don't know, know how you say silver in Spanish, though, because I would call you Rita something, silver, whatever it is. Rita Pretend Bronze. Rita Silver, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: I'm not, as, I'm not quite as precious as Rita Gold.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, but yeah, let's get serious, fellas, because we only got one shot, and everything rides on tonight. So let's get into... Fast and Furious Part 6. So, obviously, this is following up on Fast Five, which, as you guys mentioned last time, was kind of the kickstart into the next phase of the Fast and Furious universe. So, before we kind of get into our our normal party games here and and have, have some fun with that, just as fans of the franchise, like, how excited were you for this movie when it came out in 2013, you know, on the
1: heels of Fast Five? So this is the first one that I saw in theaters, because the mm. first one that I saw at all in the franchise was five, because how did this get made covered? I think we probably talked about it last time, because I talk about it every time we talk about that movie. Mm-hmm. And I saw that one for the first time. Like I saw yeah, every time you speak about
2: Fast it. Five, Paul Shear gets a dollar.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I, and I just I PayPal him one dollar. I have his PayPal if you want it. I'll give it to you. But I, I send him one dollar every time. And I saw I saw five Then I watched one, two, three, four, five again. And then I saw this one in the theater and I remember I stood up in celebration at the end in the post credit scene. Not what happens, mm. but who is revealed. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, and I went home and I wrote on Facebook. I was like, "This might be the greatest movie I've ever seen." So, like, <laughs> expectations <laughs> and delivery both at an all time high. Like, I was so so happy with everything about this movie. Mm. Um, what about I, you, Joe? I remember like I had
0: watched four um, when it came out, but. I was, I think I was, like, maybe in Japan when 4 came out, so I saw it when I came back, because they have, like, a weird, like, movie period of, like, when stuff comes out and when it comes out there, and, um, so I, like, remember watching 4, then I saw 5, like, after it came out, I didn't see it in theaters, and 6, I, like, I think I was moving to connecticut or something at the time so it kind of like it got like lost on me but then i remember catching it on tv when i was in my apartment in connecticut and just being like oh my god this is so much fun i i didn't know that they had gotten to like this point yet Mm. and i was like this is awesome you know like you see the whole world's longest runway part and i was like okay i'm totally recommitted like i'm sold like when Seven comes out, I'm gonna go see it in theaters the night it comes out. Like you guys got me back, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I was I don't I didn't see it when it first came out, but like I've, it's obviously one of my favorite ones now. So I'm really stoked to talk
1: about it. I will say that the second time I saw this was on Blu-ray, you know, end of the year 2013 when I was trying to figure out my favorite movies of the year, and it was like within a month of Paul dying. Then mm. we know Seven is like the send-off, the farewell to him. But when yeah. I saw this the second time, I was like, oh, like, this – I don't know if I can watch these movies anymore because it felt like it, it hurt. Like, you know, I – its he's a – we love him, but, like, as a celebrity, it's not like, you know, my dad died. You know, it's just like yeah. – it it's, it's a its a famous person, but it's still like, oh, this – I don't know if I can – because they're, like, making allusions to death and, like, ride or die, and I'm like, Ugh. And, like, it felt uncomfortable. Obviously, I've gotten over that now. But the second time I saw this, I was just like, oh, boy, like, I don't know if I can do these anymore. It, it, it's – it's –
2: I was gonna say funny that that might not be the right word, but it's how everything takes on maybe a different tone. Oh, yeah. in the aftermath of Paul Walker dying, and and so like for me, I, like I hadn't seen any of these in the theaters since uh, Too Fast, Too Furious, uh, which which I was on your your show to talk about because uh, that was the Fast and Furious again. Fast and Furious has something for everybody. If you want a a story about cars racing, they got you. If you want a story about action, they got you. If you want a story about hot chicks and hot dudes, they got you. If you want a story about uh, some weird Texan that is supposedly (laughs) a teenager, but he's actually like 34 going to Japan, they got you. And and for Too Fast, uh, Too Furious, it was the urban Fast and Furious directed by John Singleton. So they, they got me in the theaters, but for whatever reason, I hadn't, gotten back into the habit of going to see them in the theater. So I would just kind of see them either on, you know, uh, Netflix, when Netflix was still sending out DVDs Mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, Redbox or, you know, uh, cable on demand at at the house. And I think I first stumbled onto five and six at the same time.
0: Oh, so you watch them back to back, like as a tandem, because that's a great way to watch. Yeah, them.
2: that's the I, the first cool. time I saw five was also the first time I saw six. So that tells you, like, I was way behind on five. Yeah, because uh, they were they were both on. I think they were both on either USA or TNT, one of these cable channels, and they were like. Spend a weekend with Vin Diesel. And I was like, well, you know what? You know what, Turner? I think Turner Networks, I think I will spend a weekend with Mr. Diesel. And so I watched five and six uh, back to back. And I was that's what got me back into the series, just seeing, like, how far they'd kind of progressed from, you know, the first one or the second one or even Tokyo Drift. Like, this stuff was crazy. And The Rock was in it, which obviously was a big okay. selling point for me.
0: Yeah, no, that's a that's a great point. Like like I said, I felt the same way. I think maybe they like kind of like I like Tokyo Drift. I didn't see it when it came out in theaters. But then, like, 4, when I saw it, I was kind of like, it was a weird in-between, because it's, like, such a fou- like a foundational one for, like, the next jump that they're making.
1: But you don't yeah. re- realize that at the time.
0: Yeah, you don't realize that at the time, so I was like, I don't really know where they're going with these, and this kind of feels kind of dark and weird, and, like, I don't know what they're doing. And then, like, once, yeah, once I saw 5 and 6, I was like, okay, I'm in. Like, fully committed again. We're good.
2: Yeah, and I think maybe the most important p- person that was fully committed to this is uh somebody who will probably talk about a lot this week guys, and that is the director of this film, Justin Lin. Of course. Lynch. Oh mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Oh yeah. Once they got him to d- yeah, he like then we hit this nice stride here between 4 and 5 and like 4 5 and 6, like once we get into 5 and 6, like we're just on a roll.
2: Yeah, and and now he's back and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. I know. So, yeah, there's, there's going to be some levels to, to this uh, podcast this week, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, buckle up, uh, which is <laughs> which is something nobody in this universe ever does. Or says. Or says. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like,
2: I think the closest, and this is a spoiler alert for a future film, uh, the closest somebody comes to being safe in these is uh, when they put the motorcycle helmet on Ramsey.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I do think... I think they also have Ramsey buckle up in seven, which we'll get to at some point. But when Dom's about to drive down that mountain, I think she puts a seatbelt on. I don't know if he tells her to, but I think she buckles up that one time. <laughs> so basically, Ramsey cares about safety, or they care about her safety, and no one else does.
2: So, so basically what you're saying is in the Fast and Furious universe, Ramsey is Dr. Anthony Fauci. Yes, exactly. She's
1: wearing the mask. Yes. <laughs> <yes, gospel, laughs> He's the right one.
2: She's the only one that cares about public safety. Oh. Uh... But yeah, let's 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 play some games, fellas. Uh all right. yeah, sure. Because Fast and Furious Six had two premieres, which I don't think a lot of people remember. Uh, much like Fast Five premiered in America and also premiered in uh, Rio de Janeiro. Uh, Fast Six premiered in the states, but also in London. So it premiered on May seventh, twenty thirteen, in London, and May twenty fourth, twenty thirteen, in the U.S. Which means We get to play two song-guessing games this week,
0: gentlemen. Oh, how lucky. That's awesome.
2: Yes. So I'm glad you said that because, yes, this is a very, very lucky occasion that we're here for. So (laughs) let's start with May 7th, and, and let's go to the... To the other side of the pond. I was going to throw in an accent, but we already know how that turned out. <laughs> uh, let's... flawlessly. I mean,
1: channel your inner King George. That's all you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's just you'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, so Fast and
2: Furious 6 debuted May 7th, 2013 in London. And so let's look at the UK charts that week, fellas. Do Ooh, you know okay, okay. what the number one song is? In the UK, was that week?
0: I, I'm gonna. I have like a a genre slash range guess. Mm. Okay, I'm gonna guess it's like scream or banga, and it's gonna be like some kind of like dubstep song.
2: There was so much dubstep in this movie, <laughs> right? There was <laughs> on this soundtrack. There is so much uh, dubstep.
0: Yeah, and that would be like real big, like right at that time, right? Yeah. Like in in especially in the UK, so I'm uh, like, is it like Scream, Banga, Rusko, somebody mm. along these lines, or is it like a mainstream artist?
2: More mainstream, like the, the these artists aren't they're mainstream, but I think they're
1: mainstream because of this song to a lot of people. Ooh. ooh. So the that's games. that's the clue I'll give you. You know, I remembered this game earlier this week when I was sort of mentally preparing to record this, and I was like, do I need to prepare for this game? I was like, no, the whole point of the game is to not prepare. But I was like, I got scared in advance. I was just like, oh, no, I'm going to fail this game again with no foundation. (laughs) So, because I was going to guess Rihanna, because I probably guessed Rihanna for Fast Five. I was going to guess Rihanna again here, because I always pick Rihanna. But, like, if you say that people know, if they're mainstream because of this song... It sounds like there may be like a, is it, are they a one hit wonder or are they, or is this the first of many? Is this what put them on the map?
2: I wouldn't call them a one hit wonder, but I would say that they were, they had a very specific niche and this song opened them up to a wider audience. So it's not
1: what did the Fox say? What does the Fox say? Nah, yeah, No. no. <laughs> are they a British, art, a British group? Are they American or are they neither?
2: They are not American.
1: Okay.
0: They're not hmm. American.
1: Are they a group or a duo? Or is that a difficult question to answer? I, I will
2: not divulge
1: the answer okay. to that question. Okay.
2: <laughs> mm.
0: I feel like this is the... I'm on the other I think it's shows. like Party Rock. Is it like the guys that did Party Rock FAO?
1: Yes. Thank no, you for Party it. Rocking. <laughs> that, that was hot for a second. I think they were bigger... I think that was before this, I think. I think that was college-ish for me. Ooh. Yeah, but I was
0: going by the clues. That's what it sounded like to mm. me. I, I think they might be American, though, so I'm not sure.
1: Not American, a group, or at least more than one guy, 2013, kind of niche, but not a one-hit wonder... You know, I feel like we have all the clues, Mister Police. I just don't know what. I because yeah,
2: I'll tell you, I'd heard of them before this song, but this song is like maybe one of the three or four songs of theirs that I know. It,
0: Macklemore and like Macklemore, like um, <laughs> that. Oh,
2: Macklemore, America's favorite rapper. No, it is not Macklemore.
0: <laughs> oh, I mean, come
1: on. I was that's the, the clues are there, but he, yeah,
0: you're right. Seattle, that's right. Oh, damn. No, I got nothing for you, bud. Those are my guesses. I can't get I it. I need
1: one more hint, because music is not my forte, and no pun on forte there, but music <laughs> is not my strong suit. I need one more hint.
2: There is a feature from an American artist on this song. Oh. Hmm. But the group itself is not American. <sighs> I
1: am I am stumped. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, fellas. You... Is it hip-hop? Is, is it a... hip-hop? Okay, you did good. Yeah, you... Hip-hop or is it dubstep? Or, like, what's the genre?
2: Well, well, here's the thing, guys. Like, you, you tried hard. You tried valiantly. Unfortunately, you just couldn't get lucky because the answer is Daft Punk oh! featuring Pharrell and Niles Rogers. Oh. Get lucky. The present has no rhythm
0: Okay. 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 That makes total sense. But yeah, for, but for me, like you're right. I think that that's what everybody kind of like found or refound death Yeah, because well, they, like, they've
2: been around before that. But I think that was the song that kind of introduced yep. or reintroduced them to the general public, particularly in America.
1: Very true. Very very so you true. You were you were not wildly far. I mean, they're not dubstep, but you were in the EDM arena. I was. From yeah. I was so was you were close. There. Yeah. yeah. You were, you were close, you were close. Yeah, that that was a
2: good one though, because yeah, that Ooh, it was tough. I remember wearing that single out. Like it was it had the all the ingredients. Like it had the Daft Punk elements, it had you know Pharrell doing oh, his Pharrell yeah. thing, and then Niles Rogers just shows up out of nowhere and, and gives us a nice <laughs> little groove behind it.
0: <laughs> yep, I love that song. It's still great. That whole album was great, so Yeah, Random Access Memories. Yes,
2: so Daft Punk was the number one song in the UK the week that Fast 6 premiered. But let's come back stateside, fellas, because May 24th, 2013 in the U.S. is when Fast 6 premiered for us. So do you know what the number one song on the Billboard Top 40 chart was, gentlemen? Is it a Rihanna song? (laughs) It is not Rihanna.
0: Is it also Get Lucky? It's not easy it, like that, is it?
2: No, it it, it is not. Okay. Get lucky. Uh, it's it's a song that 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 uh, kind of took the world by storm for a little bit. And here's here's a clue. You may or may not have said the uh, artist's name while you were guessing earlier. Is it Macklemore? Hmm.
1: Is it Thrift Shop? Ooh, you you are getting you are getting so warm. Oh, okay. We're getting warmer. So it's someone Macklemore. said before. It's not Macklemore. What do we say that was like I Macklemore? Said party Rock.
2: Now you're, Wait, not, see, now, now, you're, now you're getting colder. Now you're getting colder. Okay, but you were okay. warm in the thrift shop. You should have stayed in the thrift shop. Stay
0: in the thrift shop. Just root around cold.
2: the thrift shop for a while.
0: Is <laughs> it a different Macklemore song? Yes. Okay. What was the other Macklemore song that came out that was around
1: thrift shop?
2: And this one, uh, oh. you could argue, actually was a bigger hit than yeah. thrift shop.
1: It's the, it's the song that they play in like every stadium. Yes. I don't remember the is name it? of the song, though. and I, I, I know I've heard it probably a thousand times.
2: It's like I'm not a Macklemore aficionado. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, to let you down. But this mm-hmm. is one of the three Macklemore songs that I know. <laughs> is it Mac- Light Up? Is that, is, that, is that him? That's not him. No. No.
0: Macklemore song that's not thrift shop.
2: Hmm. And it's what not I... uh, what is it? Same love? Because that's the other one I know.
0: Not same love.
2: So it's it's the other Mclemore hit. I can't <laughs> oh, give you. A, I can't give you an a, any clearer of a hint, Joe. I
1: know. I know. Hey, I this know. This is all you. I don't, I'm I am trying
0: to. to suck the thought out of Rachel's brain. <laughs> I could see her right now.
1: Oh, I I I just looked it up. I I knew. I knew this song. I would never have gotten it. Same. Yes.
2: So. You were right in that it was Macklemore. It's Macklemore and Ryan Lewis featuring Ray Dalton. Can't hold us. Yep. What it isn't. looking for a better way to get up out of bed instead of getting on the internet and checking a new hit. Me get up, First off hipstrap walkin'. A little bit of humble, a little bit of cautious, somewhere between like Rocky and Cosby for so the game. no nope, you all can't copy yet. Bad moonwalkin'. This here is our party. My posse's been on Broadway and we did it all way. music, I shed my skin and put my bones into everything I record to it. And yeah, I'm on, Let that stage light going shine on down. That Bob Barker, soup game, and Plinko with my style. Money, stay on my craft and stick around for those pounds. But I do that to pass the torch and put on for my town.
0: Can't hold us. Oh. Yes. Yes. That's,
2: like, yes. one of the three songs in the Macklemore uh, repertoire that I'm familiar with.
0: Yeah, yeah. They always play. Oh, God. They play us everywhere. Yeah. Sh- I always just forget that that's Macklemore because you go from, like, thrift shop to, like, can't hold us like that was like such an even pompier one yeah
2: right? like that song was that song had several stints in the top five you know that that whole year just because it was it was everywhere like like you were saying joey yeah like it's just ubiquitous and, and i think like i think same love was the follow-up to this Makes which sense. is like he so like the, yeah macklemore was all over the place we went from thrift shop to can't hold us to same love, and none of them sound the same. <laughs> no. Like, if you didn't know that it was Macklemore, you'd probably think there were three different
0: artists. True. I agree.
2: Maybe Rihanna. <laughs> 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 uh, so that was fun, fellas. That was fun. I like when when, when uh, we, we have more than one musical trivia question to throw at the, the guests.
0: I'm glad we had Macklemore. I'm glad I guessed it on the first one. Like, my timeline was pretty good. I had the chronology pretty close to where we needed to go. Yes. That was good.
2: You were on the right track. You just didn't get lucky.
0: Yeah, I didn't get lucky. Damn.
2: All right, fellas. It is time to play the ever-popular budget game. This is where we find out if if our two uh, gumshoes here, uh, to steal a Carmen Sandiego (laughs) turn of phrase, can crack the case of... The earnings of this motion picture. So, Fast and Furious Six had a budget of around two hundred and fifty million dollars, give or take. Okay. The figures on Wikipedia are a little bit shaky. What do you guys think was the worldwide box office for Fast Six?
0: I think I'm gonna go seven hundred. Mm. Seven hundred million.
1: That's what I think I'm gonna do. Interesting. Interesting. I was originally thinking like six eighty. Because uh, it's obviously a runaway hit because they make you know there's no jeopardy. I, I, saw, I saw what you easy. did there
2: with the with the runaway hit. Uh, of course, of
1: course. <laughs> um I will say you said it's two two twenty, you said seven hundred. I'm gonna say seven forty. Ooh.
2: Okay. So yes, again, the budget was two hundred and fifty million.
1: Two hundred fifty. Okay, yeah. Seven 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 what did I say? Seven forty? Seven forty? Seven forty.
2: All right. The box office for Fast and Furious Six. Seven hundred and eighty nine million dollars.
0: The million. it with this one because there was like joey's right there's no delay between this and fast seven like they yeah. just like, like they just started
2: and to kind of put it in perspective it cost a hundred million more than fast five but it also made close to a hundred million more than fast five that's right. fair
0: yeah Good. So move.
2: it all evened out so yeah. yeah this is this is where we're in the streak of the fast and furious just doing crazy numbers and so fast six comes in on the heels of that that great movie, fellas, where we introduced Wayne The Rock Johnson. And mm. this, instead of a heist movie in Rio, this kind of feels, to me at least, like New Jack City on wheels. Ooh. And follow me on this, because in New Jack City, you got Mario Van Peebles, and he's trying to take down Nino Brown, this, this inner city gangster. And he can't do it with the regular police, you know? Uh, some would say maybe they should defund that police department, but that's neither, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. I'm not here to make comments about what was going on in New Jack City. Uh, but the thing was, he couldn't do it with regular cops. He's like, I need a New Jack cop to catch a New Jack criminal. And in Fast and Furious 6, you got Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and he's trying to catch this international crew of thieves. And, and and they're causing chaos and trouble around the world. And he's like, the only person that can catch these guys are down in the family. And that's how we kind of get the wheel set in motion, no pun intended, for Fast and Furious 6.
0: And it's great, too, because this is like, I like this one because, you know, now we've established The Rock. And now we get to play on the same team as him. Mm. So that's like the most fun about it for me. It's like now we get to see like okay, we're going to be a team, and we know what comes of this, and, like, you know, get to Hobbs and Shaw or whatever, but still, like, it's fun to see them be together, and also not hate each other yet, like, in real life to <laughs> to not to not be angry at each other on screen, so.
2: Yeah, I think one of the things I like about this, and we can start there, with, with Dwayne Johnson, because this is his second movie in the franchise, and I think we talked last time uh, about the fact that, like, the Rock was good, but he was basically playing Roadblock from G.I. Joe.
0: Yeah, And was this, fleshed out.
2: Yeah, he wasn't fleshed out. And I feel like in this film, they start to give him some more beats and then we'll obviously see in 7 uh, and beyond, he gets even more character. But there's like little comedy beats and things of that nature that I don't think we would have gotten if this were still the Hobbs of the first movie. Like there's a bit where uh, they're, they're in the hideout. They're, they're, they're at the base. And there's a vending machine. Yes. In in the base, And your man Tyrese, uh, just <laughs> Roman being Roman, he, he's interrupting The Rock's big speech so he can borrow some change from Tej. And, you know, he can't figure out how to, you know, is this the dollar? Is that the right amount to put in this vending machine? And your man DJ, your man Hobbs, just shoots <laughs> a hole in the vending machine. He's like, it's on the house. And that's like a
1: great little funny beat that I don't know if we would have gotten in the first one, guys. No. I would agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I also do want to make it very clear that it it is Joe's boy, Roman, not mine, because I have (laughs) a a real love-hate affair with Roman. Roman. And this is one where, like, watching this time, I was like, oh, this is the start. This is, like, the real Mm. cusp of, like, is he too much or is he not? Because obviously... You know, I've made it very clear on our podcast that Roman and eight is too much for me to handle. This is where it's like some of it, like it's it's almost like as good as it can be, but it's like almost teetering on like this is a little bit much. Let's let's dial it back just a little bit.
2: Yeah, I think when because it's seven where we get uh, the birthday party, right? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think seven is where he where we start to cross the line.
0: (laughs) Well, well, he wasn't a millionaire until now, right? Like you have to remember, like he spent time in jail. Yeah, he was hungry. He was hungry, and then like then he becomes like a millionaire. He's on the he's on his private jet with all the girls going, you know, to this nice buffet that he's going to take them to. I can see, man, you change people, change money changes people.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think. You know, cause yeah, let's talk about the the family here because obviously we've got, I think this is the first time we've got the rock with everybody because we get, spoiler alert, Michelle Rodriguez back as mm-hmm. Letty in this movie. You know, we've got Paul Walker. Uh, we've got uh, Mia. I'm going to keep varying between real names and character names. Uh, you know, Welcome we've got Dom. Coast.
1: You're okay. You're
0: okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're with family, brother. We do the same thing. <laughs>
2: We got uh, Dom, we got Ludacris, we got Roman, you know, we've we got uh, Han, who is uh, somebody we'll have a lot to talk about a little bit later. And so, like, I think, like, outside of the fact that Rico and Tago aren't here, because those are my boys, they like, mentioned I feel, them. yeah, they do get they get, they do get do a shout with out. I feel like. Wrong names.
1: With like, different names. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: I feel like this is, like, Peak like core family like this is the iconic family unit that we've got in 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 this movie and it's really maybe the only I th- yeah it is the only movie where we get the enti- the entire family
0: yeah because we lose Giselle at the end of this one yeah so, yeah it's it's crazy
1: and Letty
2: Letty uh, wasn't around in five
0: mm-hmm.
1: right. I feel it, like in terms of that, I feel like Mia is sidelined a bit more than I would like in this one. I mean, she true. just had the baby. Like, she's kind of out of it. I'm I'm looking forward to, because we don't really know, you know, again, sort of spoiler alert for down the road, she's back in nine. We don't really know what her role in nine is going to be. I'm looking forward to her coming back. Obviously, now that, you know, Paul is gone and Brian not going to, maybe going to be in, who knows if his brothers are going to step in or not. But like, I'm interested to see how they reintroduce her. Because for, as much as we talk about, you know, Letty being sidelined and, obviously not being in two or three and dying in four and not being in five and not really being with family in six, like Mia gets sidelined a lot too. And so, mm. you know, I, I it's just,
0: the, it's the, it's the scale of the cast. Like we're talking about,
1: right? Well, like, I, I agree. So no, I just, people. I think yeah. that, you know, the only real family moment that I would have appreciated to have a little bit more of in this is more Mia. But other than that, I agree that this is like the peak. This is the yeah. absolute epitome of like getting everybody on the same team. And I think that's why, you know, five is close, but I think that's why people love five and six so much because, It's everybody having the distinct personality and being together and doing things together and all being on screen and sharing the glory.
2: Mm. And you make a good point about kind of the cast expanding because, yes, not only do we now have the full family plus The Rock, uh, but we've also got on the other side of the ledger, we've got our our new heel in the territory, uh, to use wrestling terminology, Mm -hmm. in the form of one Deckard Shaw.
0: Yeah, we get the first Shaw brother here. And and you have the whole mirrored bizarro world family too.
2: Yes, yep. Yeah, because we also get uh, Gina Gina Carano in this movie. Yeah, and... I mean,
0: fake <laughs> yes. Ronda Rousey. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah for that stop. Yeah, yeah man, for anybody that's listening to Too Fast too Forever. Gina Carano. Yes,
2: we know that there's this running theme of of, of, <laughs> of a certain individual. I'm not gonna point fingers calling Gina Carano fake Ronda Rousey, <laughs> but I think when you watch six and seven back to back there's no she, question who yes. is the superior oh, yes. mma athlete turned actress yes. yeah i
0: i 100 agree yeah just but like by name recognition yes alone, that's how i rank not by acting ability or any other <laughs> talent set because yeah seven puts that to shame they definitely uh ronda rousey had like big shoes to fill which were her own somehow and fumbled it i don't mm. know
2: because there's the thing, like she has, and this is talking about seven. So we'll we'll talk about it again <laughs> when we get to it down the line. But there's a big scene with with uh, Michelle Rodriguez and Ronda Rousey where they have their fight. These are uh, bore me to death. It's in, yeah, it's in the uh, birthday party scene, mm-hmm, the yep. aforementioned birthday party scene. And if you look at that in a in a vacuum, like okay, that's a cool little fight scene. But if you compare that to the subway fight,
1: yeah, oh
0: yeah.
2: Between Gina Carano and Michelle Rodriguez, it's not even close.
1: Nope. And I will say that anybody who loves Gina Carano should go seek out the Steven Soderbergh movie Haywire, which she's the star of, which is one yes. of the best unsung action movies of the last decade, and she is phenomenal in the lead.
2: I feel like she, she needs to have a bigger career. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like I she know. can Like, why isn't she in a DC movie or a Marvel movie? I don't know. She,
0: oh, she would be a great character like that. You're right, man. Yeah, like, not black widow but black widow-esque like a character kind of like this yeah like, like something like a like a hobbs character you know what i mean like she's like the secret agent that's like actually human and not an alien
2: oh no like no that. disrespect to Kobe smolders because i love Colby I that yep but yeah she would have been
1: a great maria hill she could be also like a lady sif like she could be that sort of like second third in command yeah. kind of the sidekick mm-hmm. not you know again no disrespect to her because i think she's great in the roles that she's cast in but she doesn't have the as she doesn't have the acting chops of like a scarlett johansson or one of those you can't necessarily put her in the lead of any movie but i think the action speaks for itself and she's got enough acting chops to be able to step in and just be like add the component parts the supporting character and it works either the
2: supporting character or the villain
1: yeah Mm oh yeah true too yep
2: yeah, she could. Re- yeah, she's she, she's really good in this movie. And and again, I had seen Haywire, but it'd been a minute, and so like yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by Gina's contribution in this film, especially when you compare it to Ronda rouse's and That's all I will say. <laughs> yeah, same.
0: i <laughs> uh, stop <laughs> there.
2: And that's that on that. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so getting back to the cast, I think somebody that has a more pronounced role in this one, uh at least emotionally, and it's like, shame on you, Justin Lin, for for pulling heartstrings uh, for anybody that's watched all the movies, and that's uh, your man Han.
1: Yeah. Yes.
2: You know, Han, and and, like, it's... Like, we know what's going to happen if you watch the movies, but I think they do a good job of, you know, kind of telegraphing the finish and planting those seeds that by the time we get to the end, and, you know, we'll talk about that in a little bit, like, it... It really kinda hits home.
0: Yeah, so we actually we've been changing up the order that we watch them in for people that we show them new to now. And we put three after six mm-hmm. and just tell them like to cut it at the credits so you don't get that post credit scene. And like if you watch them in that order, next time you like are doing like a nice bender on them, watch them in that order. Like even knowing what happens, like it seems like it hits really hard in that order for me. So Yeah, I was going to
2: ask you about this later, but I guess we can talk about it now since you brought it up, Uh, this this specific point on that. uh, Because obviously you guys have watched all the movies, front ways, back ways, sideways, every 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 which way, uh, every way that's legal uh, (laughs) and and consensual. uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But when you watch three after six, does does it line up? Because I, I like Tokyo Drift a lot like I don't know like obviously there's some things you have to forgive just because one was made
1: timing before yeah. the
2: other but in terms of the story does it does it line up
1: it uh, so there's you know we have some listeners who have written in and who have said you know they think that you, you need to watch Tokyo Drift first because stuff like you know Han at the beginning of 4 without having seen Tokyo Drift without knowing who he is that's a good point it doesn't yeah. really make sense and you have you know, it, 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 the later movies, even though they take place before, have jokes and references and stuff that kind of refer back to Tokyo Drift, whatever. Um, Plus, I think like, the it,
0: technology thing, right? That's like the thing. Yeah, like, And the I cars. Think if you're, if you're yeah. able to
1: keep in mind that, like, A, they're movies, B, they're all kind of crazy and over the top as it is, I think it still makes sense because Tokyo Drift is… Exists outside of the Fastverse, right? right? Like it is a Fast and Furious movie, but aside from Han, there's really no connective tissue until we get to nine. How, so
2: you how really dare you disrespect that man named Lucas Black?
1: Yes, I, mean, he I comes love back him. For I,
0: Thirty-five seconds in seven. I mean,
2: yes, he's, yeah. he's forty-five years old. I was just in high school
1: racing, and I saw the, I saw the whole thing, Dom. The only high schooler with a receding hairline. I get it. I'm just saying that I think you can watch it kind of any time. And the same thing to a certain extent almost with two like it's not as clear-cut with two, but i think that they both exist sort of a standalone they do feel standalone yeah that they're introducing characters but i think you could drop them in so i think it makes sense because you have to keep in mind that they've retconned the timeline Mm -hmm. after they did the tokyo drift thing so like none of the movies none of the first three movies at least actually take place the year they came out like they shifted everything forward three or four years so it's it's all you you do mental gymnastics no matter what but i think it makes sense but the
0: cool thing though is is when you're watching them, you get five and six, which are a great tandem, and then before you get into a heavy one, you get kind of relief in both uh, runtime and, and tonal shift. You know what I mean? Like these are like very high stakes, and you know seven's coming where it's going to be like emotionally draining, and then you just get like a fun one in the middle, and it makes it really interesting. So give it a shot next time you can.
2: Yeah, that's something we'll we'll definitely talk about. Uh... Once you guys come back for seven, because yeah, like the, the, the shift in emotions uh, oh, yeah. are, are are extremely interesting, you know, with this series where we've like, we're, we're mourning on screen and off screen tragedies.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause this one, like you, like you lose Giselle and like, that's, that's hard, but she's a character like gal's still here. You know what yeah. I mean? It sucks for the movie. Like when you see, like, you know, you lost Paul Walker and then you're losing Brian at the same time. It's like, it just hits way different.
2: And so, you know, let's let's talk about Paul Walker because, I like, I like Paul Walker in all these movies, but I feel, and maybe we talked about this last time, guys, like, I feel like the more ingratiated Dwayne The Rock Johnson becomes to these films, the less, I don't know how to say it, like, the less vital or the less important or the less kind of central Paul Walker is to these movies, I feel.
1: So that's the interesting thing. That's one of the things that we talk about and we don't really have a consensus on i don't even think i don't know if either of us really have a consensus on like is this brian's franchise or is this dom's franchise mm, yes joe i think is more of the sense that it's dom's i think it's more brian's and becomes dom but i do think that like when the hobbs comes in and when justin lynn comes in it definitely consciously shifts from being a car franchise to an action franchise yeah, and I, and think paul is a, yeah I think a yeah paul walker's a good action lead but i think The Rock is a much more – a much better action lead, right? And so you play to your strengths, and I think that he becomes more center-focused. And you know, Vin is also a great action lead, but Paul kind of gets sidelined a little bit because it's no longer the movie it once was, the franchise it once was, and it's not the movie – it's not the franchise that's built around this one character. Yeah, and
2: and I'm going to say this because, again, we're family, so we we can talk about these things with family. But when you look at kind of who surrounds the characters, like comparing – dom to brian like we all love brian but yeah a like i feel like dom is more suited for these action movies but also dom and letty are so much more interesting than yeah. brian and mia <laughs> yeah because
1: yeah. they don't give me a, a whole lot to do Never. i think that's i think it's kind of by design and also kind of just like oh that's unfortunate yeah
0: I, I agree there, and and I think we're getting to a point where, where Paul Walker is getting a little bit older, so he can't ride the real like heart throbbiness he could before. That right? that
2: is a valid point. Like at this point, I believe, and I might I might be doing the math wrong, but I think at the time of Fast Six, Paul Walker is as old as Lucas Black was when he played a teenager in <laughs> Tokyo Drift. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Lucas but, Black slander on this show is just appalling. <laughs>
0: Oh man, it's it's some deserved. I I if you check his social media out, some of it is
1: deserved. Oh no, like, is,
2: is is Lucas Black somebody we're gonna have to write off?
1: Well, no, we there are other people in that movie. Like you know, after everything went down, you know, post George Floyd, I wanted to make sure that we used the Too Fast Too Forever Twitter to amplify because like a lot, you know, as we talked yeah. about on this show, on on our show, there's a lot of representation that's really good. There's a lot of you know black actors, people of color in these movies, and like there's a great deal of representation i knew that a lot of these actors would have a lot of important things more meaningful things to say as opposed to just you know us two white dudes who like can listen and learn but don't really you know yeah. what i mean so yeah. i wanted to follow everybody from the movies to see like what they're saying and you know the rock put out that where are you video which we loved and then very quickly i was like oh zachary ty brian we can write off entirely <laughs> oh, This is you know already like a fringe character in a fringe movie in the franchise one we love but i was like oh no 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 zachary ty brian you are no longer family uh, Lucas Black, not as bad as that, but not as far from that as you would necessarily like. Mm. Yeah, yeah.
2: I'm, just, I'm just saying, man, all cars matter. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, uh, Lucas Black. Um. So yeah. So uh, back, back to Fast and Furious Six. Um. Uh, so yeah, we're introduced to this new crew, uh, led by Deckard Shaw. Deckard Shaw. Uh, what did you make of Shaw? Owen you... Shaw.
1: Owen Shaw. Owenshaw, yeah,
2: yeah. I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, to the better Shaw. Uh, well,
0: he, spoiler he, he alert. Took us,
1: it took us four or five laps to figure that out ourselves. We stopped asking the question you more of a Deckard or an Owen because we couldn't even remember we who was him
0: up. until Hobbs and Shaw came out. We mixed them up a yeah. little bit. Yeah. So
2: we're we're here with Owen Shaw. He's yeah. And it's fitting that he's named Owen because wrestling fans know you know Deckard Shaw is the Bret Hart of the Fast and Furious universe, and then okay. Owen. Owen Shaw is the Owen Hart. Like he's still good. <laughs> like he's still good, but he's not Brent Hart, though. But he's still good. Great kid. He's great. Uh, but but so so. What what did you make of uh, Shaw as the villain in this film? Do you do you feel he brought kind of the right amount of menace for, for our team? He
0: he's a good transitionary villain. Mm. I think that that's part of the reason why they bring Braga back because Braga was a great villain, and like you need you need Owen. To get you to Deckard, but like,
2: yeah,
0: he's he, he's just like a run of the mill villain. He doesn't really have that high of a stakes either. Like, he's just like a thief that's like trying to build a bomb or something, and like, he's not like a cartel god or like something you know high up there. So, I think that like for this movie and with how many people we have, I'm glad that he's uninteresting enough that I don't want to know more about his backstory.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I think he's. He's serviceable is the way I would describe yeah, it. Like works. he he does what, what you need him to do and he does it with a British accent. So Precisely. Like that that I feel like that accent alone just amplifies the the menace factor just <laughs> just a little bit. Uh but yeah, he's he's no braga. He's no uh he's no deckard. Uh and and honestly, he's mm, now, now that I'm thinking about it, thinking of all the villains in this universe, like he's he's probably a mid-carter.
1: He's, he, is, he is in the middle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: like he's not as good as uh, – I forget the character that uh, Idris Elba played in Hobbs and Shaw.
1: Brixton. Yeah, yeah, he's not Brixton. Uh, he's better yeah. than Carter Verone. Yeah. He's better than uh, Reyes in Five. He, yeah. He's better than he, – he's about, I think, on par with Cypher, though I think Cypher's going to take a step up in Nine. Mm. But Cypher
0: think, has more power. Like she's she, yeah. – has like un unseen powers, right? She's she like, has the
2: power I- of white girl dreadlocks, which <laughs> is
1: unstoppable. <laughs> I yeah. think that he. It's hard to compare him. I think to Johnny Tran because the stakes are so different. But I think, mm, yeah, yeah, I think he's at least on par with Johnny Tran. I think he's again, yeah. I think you're right. Like you know, middle, maybe middle lower, but you know, not not bad, but just not. I also think that he suffers from in the grand picture. Sort of being forgotten, like where is he in Hobbs and Shaw, which we will yep. talk about, I'm sure, at some point, right? True. Like, why is he just written out? Like, there's the one flashback where they yeah. show Deck and Hattie and like a kid way in the background of the shot. It's like, well, where? <laughs> why is where's where's Owen? Like, there's a third Shaw brother. Mention, a third like, Shaw sibling. Helen
0: Mirren stops talking about him too, so it's like, what the fuck happened to this guy?
2: Yeah, like I I think there's an interesting like I I feel like he's. In the shadow of not only uh, Deckard, but after seeing Hobbs and Shaw, like the sister is fantastic, yeah. and so it's like, yeah, like you're the third Shaw. Like we we don't really need you. You're
0: the fourth. Helen Mirren is the first. Like she's yes, yeah, new, so yeah. Like- Helen
2: Mirren. Helen Mirren is is so great. So yeah, you're in your family. You are the fourth best villain or
1: antagonist <laughs> or character.
0: Exactly.
1: I feel like we're going to get another Shaw sibling, and they're going to instantly just be better than Owen, Two. It's like, well, goddamn, like, it's just, like, not that he's bad, That just it feels like the writers have no intention of, like, ever giving him more. No,
0: they don't.
1: (laughs) He's completely gone. It's like coming Fast
2: and Furious 9, Lin-Manuel Miranda.
0: (laughs) As the other Shaw brother. (laughs) Billy Billy Shaw. Shaw.
2: (laughs) Like this shot Brother just keeps rapping.
0: Yeah, well, who is this guy? Why is it? What are these clothes?
2: <laughs> um, so yeah. Anything else with the family or, or the the kind of characters that you guys want to touch on before you move on to you know maybe some of the big action stunt, uh, the action set pieces in the film?
1: One thing I do want to say is that um. I think that they're as as well implemented as most of the family members are. I feel like there's almost a few too many cooks in the kitchen because there is. I mean, there's the big, and we're going to get to that in the next scene or the next chat about the, you know, about the action set pieces. But I feel like in that bridge sequence, Hmm. I feel like Hobbs and Riley, the Gina Carano character, are a little bit out looking on the outside looking in, like they're just in the helicopter. It's like we don't have enough. There's not a reason for them to be there really at all. And I feel like there's almost. A few too many. So, like I love the inclusion of all the family members, but it almost feels like there's a few too many already. And I kind of wish that they had more to do in that sequence. But like they have their, they get their, they get stuff to do in the in the final set piece, which I think is important.
0: They needed mm. to they needed to split them, I think, and have them do like multiple concurrent missions. Like we know we get Tej back at you know HQ doing the hacking stuff. But there need to be like a split of like you have to go get this while we get this, and then we can meet up and then if they were like all running at the same time, but it was like like parties of four or five, I think it would have worked better in your point
2: well, I think in this film as opposed to five, like it felt like in fast five, everybody had a job yep, whereas in this it feels like yeah, like you just got a bunch of utility hitters that can do everything
0: that's what we're starting to get to that's that's like a weird turn that we that we take here is that everybody starts getting great at everything. So there's not like specialized characters. And yeah. He, yeah. I can agree. Yep. Like when,
2: when ludicrous is starting to beat people up physically, it's like, what are we doing here with Tej? Like exactly, why, yeah. why, why, is Tej a fighter now? Yeah. So let's, let's talk about these stunts. Obviously you mentioned the bridge scene of uh, mm-hmm. the runway scene is obviously the, the uh, piece de oh, yeah. resistance of, of this movie and maybe of the franchise. Like it's, it's that good uh you know in, in terms of action scenes that aren't as explosive but they work just as well in my opinion uh the subway fight ranks up there for me because you've got yes. not only gina carano fighting against michelle rodriguez but then you've got uh, a slightly less cool fight but it, it's it's funny with uh han and roman mm-hmm. trying to take down the uh the, the guy from shaw's crew and then so uh you know what what scene or scenes really stood out for you guys uh you know and, and kind of leave an impression in your mind as as big fans of this series?
0: I kind of I like I, I do like the subway fight, but I feel like it gets lost in this because it does yeah, you have it's... such the action pieces of the bridge yep. and the, the runway. So like I wish it had like if it came like earlier or something, because we kind of get part of that like like the Giselle and uh Letty, you know, fighting the guy or wait is it is it letty there no giselle and who goes to beat up the guy gina carano right? uh, giselle and
2: gina yeah gina yeah. carano before her heel turn spoiler alert mm-hmm.
0: yeah like that that fight scene sequence stands out to me and i remember it because you know you have like the comedy in the background of like han and roman watching it yep. and stuff like that but the subway one kind of just gets like muddy in the middle and like i like it i just wish it would just be prominent more somehow and i don't know how to do it so yeah, Um but for me, like the the runway, everything happened concurrently, multiple different set pieces, mm. giant explosion at the end, runway that's way too long. That's like you're right; it's probably one of the best action sequences in the movie and in, in all the movies in the whole franchise.
1: I mean, that's how you refer to this movie, right? Like we talked about, yeah. oh yeah, at first, and you call this one world's longest runway. Like there's a reason, and I think. Nate, you might know this. We've talked about this, I think, maybe just once on our podcast, but, like, this was originally – or this is two movies in one, that they were going to have one movie be the end with the freeway scene, and then they were going to have the other movie with the, mm. the 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 world's longest runway, and they combine the scripts or whatever because it feels like there's an end to the movie. Like, after they do the, the, the freeway, they're sitting there, yeah. and that's when, like, Han and Giselle are like, where are we going next? They say Tokyo. Like, cool. Got it. And then there's a whole other thing. So it feels like that's the end of the movie to come down. It really does. Yeah. Back up. So I don't know if it necessarily works exactly as they intended, because it does feel like like a real peak and then a little bit of a valley and then building back up. Like, it makes sense. But it's also like, could it have been two? I don't know. And that's probably where that extra hundred
2: million came in on the budget, because they're like, (laughs) let's just put them together.
0: Probably, and I think that I think that that goes back to like the subway thing. Like, if we would have had like two fight scenes, and then the bridge sequence would have been the end. Mm. Like that would have we'd have been like, oh, that was a really good action movie. I but like I don't know what you do with the runway scene because that's like definitely has to be the end of a movie. So like you'd have chased them for a whole another movie just to get to the runway scene at
1: the end, <laughs> like. I mean, yeah, I, but, I think you probably you just have Owen do other things, or maybe you bring in Deckard before it's vengeance, like he teams up or something. But like there's there's ways you could do it. I think it I think it works the way it is, though. Yeah, well, yeah. because it, it's we like most
0: is big enough to hold its own as an ending to a movie, as an ending to a Fast and Furious movie.
2: I, see, I think it could, but the thing is, most Fast and Furious movies like they top the previous movie, right, exactly. in terms of the stunts. Whereas in with with six. Six is topping itself two or three times yeah. within, the, within the runtime of the movie because, like, I remember the first time I saw that freeway scene, and it's like, this is ridiculous. Like, they, obviously, we have to suspend disbelief with these films, but, it, like, I'm just sitting there like, this none of this makes sense, but I don't it, care because it's great.
0: It's um, perfect. Yeah, like, when, when you get Dom to, like, the jump and turn and, like, onto a car across yes i'm going to
2: use my body as a cushioning pad somehow a shock absorber as i land onto this car and none of us are hurt
0: (laughs) that's yeah that's that's when i'm like this is it like this is the franchise for me like that's the (laughs) level of like silliness and like awesomeness and like everything comes together and just culminates in that moment i'm like this is awesome
2: Mm. but you're i mean you're right though uh joey like the the Standout moment of this film is the runway scene. Yeah, because like we get everything, like we get the cars, we get the action, we we have a fight on the plane, uh, and then we we even get uh, uh, Han throwing a dude into an engine. Yeah. Oh, he
0: got engined. Yeah, that's yeah, really great part. Mm-hmm. like
2: because right after uh, Giselle got killed, uh, or she well she didn't get killed. She sacrificed herself to save Han. Yes, well, let's we let's give her see credit.
0: The body. We don't see her body.
2: No, we That's don't true. see a body. That's that is true.
0: So we we have like we have some theories that like, hey man, if Han can come back, yes, Giselle could be out there. We don't know.
2: <laughs> uh, but yeah, well, so we got this great scene, and then the way it kind of ends, we've got Dom walking literally through the fire uh, so perfect. after mm-hmm. having defeated Shaw. Uh Letty, who still at this point is uh amnesic, amnesic. Yeah. She, yeah, she, she, she don't she have any memories, it. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 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 like I like Porky Pig. She's amnesic, amnesic. She can't remember stuff. Um <laughs> uh, but yeah, Letty's like she 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 feels a bond with the family, but she doesn't exactly know why and she doesn't remember everything. uh you get uh Rock and Dom kind of having this respect angle, this begrudging yeah. respect for each other. Uh you get maybe Mia's maybe Mia's most poignant moment of the film, which is Giselle. Where's Giselle?
0: <sighs> yeah.
2: And then Han just the just walking over, not saying anything. And then Mia's moment is immediately thrown to the side because Brian has to come up and hug his brother. And it's like, I get it, but you could have gave Mia something. <laughs> she never gets anything. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, but yeah, that was that was that was emotional. And then, uh, you know, we we will we'll talk about the end credit scene in, in a little bit. But as as the culmination of Fast Six, what did you guys think about? You know, we've talked about the runway scene, but how do you feel like things ended for this film? And, and did it excite you to see what was to come?
0: it ends perfectly for me. This is like the best way to wrap it up. And it's, mm. it's just so, it gives you a little bit of everything. Like, you know, you're happy that they're good and free. You're sad about Giselle. Mm-hmm. The action is awesome. I don't think you get, yeah, I don't think you can get better than this ending. It's like, it's so
1: good. I mean, I will say that the only way you can get a better ending is five when they, you know, smash cut to Donza do that yeah. Kedura. Like, that's a perfect ending. This is really good. I mean, I think that Joe's right. Like there's the blend of the happy and the sad and, I think that it, it plays with more emotions. Like, I mean, I still cry at the end of five, but it's happy tears. It's not, you know, it's not sad tears. It's not like, oh, Giselle's dead. Um, yeah. I think, you know, the there's the, the scene in the driveway too, right? Like the spit take. Like, oh, yeah. It ends in a nice, like, kind of a come down moment too, or it's like, yeah. oh, like there's... You know, there's family moment here at the end, too. There's, like, the, <laughs> Elena, the ceremonial passing of the torch of, like, Elena's like, Just so We have your man back. Yeah, well, I was
0: going to say, that's not weird at all. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. And, like, Dom, Dom approaching Elena being like, you can stay. Like, what the fuck did he think he was going to accomplish with yes,
2: that Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't even speak about Elena because, uh, again, this movie does – I don't think any of these movies have really done much for Elena, uh, especially by the time we get to eight. For sure. Uh, but like yeah, well like wh- why? Why 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 did you put this woman in this position, sir?
0: She's not from this country. It's not like she's like moving back home. <laughs> And she's like he's like you want to move in with like my my former girlfriend that I thought was dead before I was dating you like it's the weirdest <laughs> it, like did Letty okay this like she seems to be all right with it but like it's so strange like mm. little does she
1: know the responsibility she's about to take on <laughs> I is, <know>. right? <laughs> but
0: if you like look just, just through the lens of like watching 6 you're just like what the fuck was Dom thinking like yeah. like yeah. you're going to have two like you become a Mormon like we're just going to have like a whole house full of wives now like
1: what are you doing? Bigger oh family? then and it's a bigger family. It's that, all about yeah. family.
2: That that's a series for, for TLC. Instead I of sister-wise, it'll be it'll be family with just Dom and all of his loves 13. in a house. Seven.
1: <laughs> you know, before we go too far away from the action scenes, there's one more that we didn't talk about that has the greatest moment from Dwayne The Rock, The Rock Johnson in this movie. Mm. And it's when they're going to take down Owen Shaw in the beginning, and the Rock jumps from his Humvee down over the edge of a ledge onto the car two flights below (laughs) and then it's like how what how what but it it gets
0: why it gets so blended with all the other stuff but yeah i do like okay like
1: it gets lost but it's still like one of those crazy things where he like he literally jumps out of a car superman off the edge of a yeah.
2: like i feel like they were they were hinting towards this in five but six and then especially seven is where these people just become Avengers, basically.
1: Yes. Yeah, I agree. They're
2: superhuman. Like they get. What? What? What do you guys always talk about on the show? That they get their powers from their cars.
1: Mm-hmm. The yes, automancer yes. theory. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: As they <laughs> as they get closer to something, they absorb the power of it and get better at it just by being near it. <laughs> so like if, That's this is why Tej is now like you know a gun and a, like he uses guns and is a fighter because like he's just been <laughs> around the guns. They're sitting in the HQ with him. He just like gets better at shooting.
1: He's got to spend more time at comedy clubs. Just up that component of his, uh, of his personality <laughs> just had a little bit funnier a little bit better timing a little less corny you know what i mean just exactly. spend some time with some real comics
2: <laughs> oh yeah i'd i'd forgotten about elena like that that tells you uh about <laughs> that but uh we kind of end like you said it's it's a bittersweet ending uh yeah. as opposed to the kind of overtly happy ending that we had in Five where not only are we missing Giselle, uh not only are we about to get uh hit with a gut punch in the post credit scene uh but we like we've got Letty back but we don't really have Letty back and mm-hmm. she has a great line where uh like she doesn't I, I'm I'm not I'm not going to butcher it but like she doesn't remember it but it feels like home or something to that effect yeah. mm-hmm. and so like like how did how did that uh, ending work for you guys
0: I did. I did need the nice come down. Joey put it in a good word as a come down. Like after all the action and the Giselle, if we would have just like stopped right there, it would have felt really, really abrupt for me. So like you get mm. the family scene, the barbecue at the end, like the the rock and. And Dom coming together and kind of like showing the final mutual respect, like yeah. I was working for you, you were working for me. This kind of joke. what was the, uh, what was
2: the line that made
0: uh, Ludacris uh, do the spit take? Oh my god, you better this, hide this that big makes... ass forehead! Yeah, yeah, because
2: yeah, because and... uh, yeah, Roman's like uh, hide your baby oil, mm-hmm. and then Rock is like <laughs> you better hide that big ass forehead.
0: <laughs> that's a that's such a great scene, and, and, that, and I'm I'm
2: I'm almost guaranteeing you that wasn't in the script.
0: No, th- yeah, so that's what it. Yeah, that's what it was. Like he just said it. The reaction is so pure, and it gets Rachel. Every time we watch this movie, she loves that scene, and she was, like, just waiting for it, like, anxiously, like, at the end of this one we were watching today. Yeah, it's a great one. I and that's
2: like, another line, like, what we were talking about earlier. Like, I don't know if they – if if they would or if Rock would have even felt comfortable throwing that joke yes. in yeah. in Fast Five because it was just yeah. a different version of the Hobbs character.
0: For yeah, sure. they give him a little bit more freedom to be funny and, like, he doesn't have to be so serious, and by opening that up, you get a lot more of his charisma and his ability to do stuff like this, which is great. That's why I I like this. Yeah, I I like The Rock
1: in this one so much better. We get the handshake of death in this one, too. Yeah, it's... the grip of death, too, right? It's definitely
2: like Hogan versus Savage, like... (laughs) I'm I'm gonna shake your hand in the most violent way possible, brother. (laughs) Because
1: I I respect you, but I
2: want to fight you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I like that they're also, like, as opposed to him just being in the government, like they call him a 2 government hack, but they, they joke around with that a little bit in this movie. But in five, we talked about how he wasn't a fully formed character yet. But in this one, they take the archetype what he is, what he brings to the role, and they make fun of it. Like when they go to the auction, mm. like the fact that he and Ted yes. are able to go together and he's able to have fun with himself, and the movie can make fun of the type of character that he is, I think makes it work well. That like, you know, you know, she like the guy just dressing him down like, you know, shoes, shirt, like the just functional clothes. like whatever and then they're able to get the one up on him and then he's able to make jokes they're not it's not you know him coaching his daughter's soccer team and feet but it's like it's a closer blend a closer version to that where he's actually he becomes a real person jokes yeah yeah yeah
2: Yeah, he's got one of the better arcs for any of the characters in the series just yeah if you see him at five and then you go all the way to Hobbs and Shaw it's like yeah like this there's a reason and I hate to say it like this, but there's a reason that the franchise kind of got hijacked when Dwayne Johnson oh, yeah. came aboard. Because it's like, yeah, like, you can see what this guy brings to the table. Yeah, how do you not? Like, sorry, Vin. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> like, I like Ben, but it's like, come on, it's not even close.
0: Yeah, it's just a completely different level of, like, charisma. It's It's not fair. It's not.
2: No, well, speaking of not fair, I love that you lobbed up that. <laughs> that uh, segue for me, and I just threw it home uh, like Zion Williamson. <laughs> oh. uh, because speaking of not fair, we get and and uh, I am trying to think. Did was the Letty reveal a post credit scene in five? It was, yeah. Okay, so so yeah, we, we are truly in the like the MCU era of the Fastiverse mm. where we're getting these end credit scenes, and so this time we cut back to an eerily familiar street in Tokyo,
1: Joey. Yes, yes, yes. And we have, we see the the, the Mercedes-Benz, there's a, the, the police scanner saying, you know, we've got two racers with an RX-7. And you're like, oh no, oh no, I know yes. what this is. I'm not ready mm. for this.
0: Like, we just ended on such a happy note. Don't bring yep. it back.
2: And uh, for anybody that hasn't watched Tokyo Drift, we are taken immediately to Tokyo Drift and we see the accident that killed Han, at least that's what we We're we're led to believe at the time. No accident whatsoever. (laughs) Yes, right. It it turns out it wasn't an accident. It turned out it was all planned by one Deckard Shaw, who brought immediate joy to Joey's heart, and he stood up up up. and cheered in the Mm -hmm. midst of everyone else's sorrow while they were grieving for Han. Joey was happy because
1: Jason Statham... has entered the room. Now he had look foresight though. In my defense, yeah, I did not have the you know, the emotional weight of like years and years of loving Han. I had, you know, been introduced to Han within the last year. So like I love him, I think he's a great character, but I don't have since like two thousand six yeah. like, I don't have like almost a decade, you know, six, seven, eight years of of this history with the character. And so I'm just like, oh, I know Statham. I love Statham. This is gonna be great.
0: It's a fair assessment, though. You have the foresight to know that, like, if they're adding Statham, shit's going to get wild, and but that's also, about it.
1: Well, I appreciate the compliment and the praise, but it's the same thing where, like, it doesn't work when they add Charlize, who I love, right? And, like, I'm mm. just like, oh, I love Charlize. She's going to be great in Fate, and I'm like, oh, this is a nightmare. Although yeah. now we're on the you know the, this upswing there, too, because now that she's coming back in 9, maybe things are getting set up for 9, mm-hmm. so… You know, it's all about, it's the long game. I think we, you know, as, as much as we try to play the long game in this franchise, I think we still get swept up in the moment all the time. And I think we just need to remember, like, they might not always have a plan, but things generally work out.
0: That's true. That's a fair point.
1: And I feel like bringing in Statham
2: like this, they did a much better job at bringing in all these big time actors than a franchise like The Expendables, right? Because yeah. with the Expendables, like the Expendables are fine for what they are, but it's basically just we're going to pour out this toy chest of, of 80s action figures and show you on the poster everybody that you're getting. Whereas with the Fast Universe, we're going to sprinkle in Dwayne Johnson. Okay, you like that? Then we're going to sprinkle in Statham. Okay, mm-hmm. like that? let's bring in Kurt Russell. Oh, you yeah. like Kurt Russell? Well, can I interest you in a Charlize Theron? <laughs>
1: I think it's the selectivity. It's like they know who will fit, who will work. Like Mm. Helen Mirren's, like I don't, I don't see how that works. But then you hear about her passion, how she loves these movies, and like she just wants to be friends with Vin Diesel. You're like, oh, and like it works. Like Helen Mirren
2: or your man Ryan Reynolds, like
1: they've done a good job. Kevin Hart of all people, like they've done a good job, kind of weaving these people in. Like I think that you know, to your point, the Expendables are kind of like a checklist. It's like, okay, we haven't had the Arnold Schwarzenegger scene yet. Like, I know it's coming because I know he's in the movie, and like he shows up, you're like, oh, yep, okay, got him. Now next, okay, it's like there, it's cool. But it's it's more like almost like a puzzle. It's like it's more of like an art versus a science, right? Mm. It's like the Expendables is like one part this, one part this. It comes together to create this like sort of cool but mostly bland generic action franchise. But with with the Fastiverse, it's like ooh, you know, we're gonna and take you, a dash of this. Like I'm just gonna feel like they... wait.
0: They they have a nice slow burn with it too. Like you'll get a character yeah. as like a like a quick scene in one and you'll be like, Oh, okay and then they'll bring them back like a little bit more in the next one and like flesh them out. Like we didn't get like, a whole Rock movie the last time, but once right. you're like, okay, you like The Rock, cool, we'll give them a lot more screen time this time, and, like, I'm expecting that when we get to the next Hobbs and Shaw, we'll get more Ryan Reynolds and more Kevin Hart because it'll be like, okay, you know, you just threw them in there to surprise you, and you're gonna be waiting for them, so they'll give you more of it, and they just keep playing this game where they just keep adding people little by little mm. and expanding their roles.
2: And and like, back to the expendables, like, and, and again, like, I I liked it for what it was, but the Expendables is much more of a gimmick. Yes, like remember these action heroes from when you grew up? Well, we got them all. You know, it'd be like yeah. going to uh one of these indie wrestling shows, and they've got we've got all your favorite stars from the nineties. Yeah. but they're they're a little bit slower and a little bit less in shape. But we got them. <laughs> Whereas with the Fast and Furious, like of course, like you got some older actors like a Kurt Russell or a Helen Mirren, but you have also got people that are in their prime joining the squad like the rock or like Ryan Reynolds or Kevin Hart. And so a Statham, uh, Idris Elba. And so it feels much more current than the expendables does
1: yeah like you know they're adding john cena there's the rumor that kiana be in here too like they're they know who to add and when to add and how to use and i feel like it's not like okay this is now a a movie where kiana reeves is in every scene it's like no like you can implement him wherever like however they're going to do it i know they're going to do it right because they do it right like that's just like how they do this
2: there's so many possibilities which is a a good place to kind of let's let's take a, a brief pivot from fast six and let's get into something that uh I wanted to talk to you guys about because one of the crucial moments that we just spoke about in mm-hmm. Fast Six is the death of the character of our man Han Solo.
0: Yes. Yes.
2: And spoiler alert for anybody that has watched TV within the last year, <laughs> uh within the last decade the it feels like during this quarantine, uh Han is coming back for Fast and Furious Nine. And in between that, like those are just kind of the the Delicious pieces of brioche bread on the outside, but there was a whole lot of meat in the middle, fellas. That you guys have talked about a lot on your podcast, and that meat is called justice for Han. Yes,
1: yes. yes.
2: So let's so, let's get into this because I've I, I've got questions, but I want to hear kind of your take on how we've kind of taken this journey now.
1: So what the franchise does really well is it takes a villain, and the villain is a cool villain, and they implement them into the family. So like Giselle is an unnamed badass female villain in the fourth movie, Mm -hmm. and then Dom brings her into the family in five, right? And then he's against Hobbs in five, and then Hobbs teams up with them to take on the bigger enemy in six, and so this character that everybody loved, this beloved Han character that was the coolest, the epitome of cool, you know, the perfect love story in this movie, just like badass and cool and like Asian representation in like – in and in still in a film society where like Asian people are generally not – shown as cool like there's very yeah. few instances of like cool yeah. asian people and he's so fucking cool like he's the coolest, the coolest. person like hands down the in this entire yeah. franchise and he's sitting
2: back and and snacking the whole time like
1: i love him. oh yeah and i think that's why all of that like why his death is so meaningful because people loved him so much and it's like i and, get like if we're, if we're gonna be real not not to step on your point joey no, no, but no. uh if, if if like as a viewer uh, particularly
2: somebody who was kind of in and out on the series like in terms of likability like obviously you like the family but if i had the if i had to choose between spending an hour of my time with roman or spending an hour <laughs> of my time with han like <laughs> yeah. even like even dom or or you know uh letty or or mia as much as I, as much as we love the family like i think han was somebody that was relatable to everybody yeah and the fact that this kind of some like he's not innocent because he's been running with this criminal crew so to speak but he's he, he felt innocent in the sense of of his death and so i think that's why it maybe resonated more than even one of the bigger name actors deaths would have
1: absolutely and so i think you know his his death has meaning and weight in three in tokyo drift mm-hmm. because it's a standalone movie but like he's you know he's not the star but he's the cool character he's, he's, the, he's a star He's the father figure. I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Sean – I mean, Sean – let's not talk about Sean. We've talked about Sean. You and I have talked about Sean and Sean's family too much this week already. I will tell you that much. Oh, God. Yeah, we did. But – Yeah, if
2: anything, uh,
1: Han is the star – Followed by (laughs) Bow Wow, followed by Lucas Black. (laughs) Yes, followed by Morimoto. So we have, you know, Han is there, and then to bring him back and basically be like, this character is so cool that we need to rewrite our own timeline because we want more of him, right? So they bring him back in here, and then you know at some point he's going to die, and I think his death again in 6 has meaning again because it then sets up 7, and there's like this great story of like – family versus family and revenge and vengeance and whatever. And then the whole Justice for Han thing comes in because all of a sudden in 8, Jason Statham, who like, wasn't wrong to kill Han. You know, his brother was almost murdered. Yes, this is the point
0: we've got to, that like, you have to if you're looking at it from the family perspective, Statham was doing a very familial thing, which is avenging his brother.
1: Yeah, for his right? family. Yes. Yes. And so it's he's not wrong, but the perspective that we're seeing this from, from the Toretto family and that extended family, he is the villain because he killed one of ours. Yeah. And he not only killed one of ours, but he killed our favorite one of ours, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, in eight – dom calls him up like hey i need a favor he saves dom's baby which is a heroic thing to do and he does a great thing but now he's just part of the family and it's like uh uh, we what and so it felt like for this franchise that has a history has a precedent of bringing people who were once villains into the family it felt like this was a bridge too far and so people wanted justice for han because it felt like stephen was welcomed with open arms that said, now that we know, spoiler, that Han is not dead, does did Dom always know mm-hmm. that Han was not mm-hmm. dead? From let, the me, time let me ask so- you a
2: question, because here's, here's a question I have about this. And yeah. you've, you've often talked about how one of the best things the franchise does is listen to the fans mm-hmm. yep. and adapt and change off of that. So, because uh, Justin Lin was not in charge of eight. Yes. So, do you feel like were that a Justin Lin joint, so to speak, that we would have had a different twist on that story because yeah, like w- watching eight, it did feel like he was accepted into the fold a little too quickly. I... And, and, and to that point is nine kind of, not to make this a Ryan Johnson, JJ Abrams I was just type make of thing, comparison. but yep. is is nine kind of like Justin Lin saying, okay, I'm not going to erase what you did in eight, but here's how we bring Han back into the family.
1: So I I I kind of hope not. Like, I hope there's more of an explanation than just, like, I don't like as a director, as a creator, I don't mm. like how things went. I'm going to do my own version, like the J.J. did to, you know, with The Rise of Skywalker being like, hey, remember that movie that some of you correctly loved in The Last Jedi? Well, like, mm. forget all that. We're going to reset everything. This is going to be basically two movies in one. It's going to be kind of a mess. I hope they don't do that. Um, I don't think they will. I think cause... Because uh, Justin Lin has like a
0: relationship with Sung Kang, right? Like he has like the relationship. Yes. Yeah. So it's his buddy. I do think it would have changed. Because the
2: character him. actually was brought in from one of his other films, right? of yes. Tomorrow,
0: yep. Yeah. So I think that – I don't think that he's doing it to like erase it. I think he is going to course correct though. Hmm. And like I think that he had he had much more of a pulse on the fandom than 8 did. Right, like they were trying to make the best, biggest action movie they could, not realizing that like there's all this fan service you need to do to really make it fit the franchise well. And I think that he's coming back now. Like like, the action
2: action stuff is cool, but the without the family at the center of it, it's it it doesn't hold.
1: Yeah. And, and so I think they'll think, fix it, yeah. I think that, like, you know, the Justice for Han movement is against – movement is too strong of a word. I recognize that, especially this year. Movement yeah. is too strong of a word. But the Justice for Han hashtag – let's just go with that. that – is fair. Is mostly against the writers. But I also feel like even if we don't speak about it, it's kind of against Dom because Dom is the one who basically at the end of the movie mm-hmm. invites Deckard to his barbecue. It's just like you're part of the family now. Thanks to the baby. Whatever, right? And
0: also Vin <laughs> in general, like being like, like – essentially the creative director of this franchise. Like, how did you let this happen too, you know? Right.
1: Although, I mean, the this, this schism, right, the, the Hobbs and Shaw spin-off, who knows where he actually falls on that. But that all said, now that we know Han is alive, that Han has never been dead unless he's rebuilt, who knows how this is actually possible. Maybe Han is a Brixton. Maybe. That's what he said, man, I don't Maybe. know. He could but be when, half android, we don't know. When Dom We had Black goes, Superman,
2: now we'll have Asian Superman. Love it, I
1: love it. When Dom goes to Tokyo in 7 to, quote-unquote, pick up Han's body, right, he gets the necklace back, he gets the picture of Giselle, whatever, like, he gets all that stuff, like what body is he picking up? Like he he must know from that point that Han is still alive. Maybe he knows then, or maybe like if, if Han crawled out of the wreckage before the explosion, right. And actually just, you know, like actually recovered. Yeah. This is not a robo Han. This is just Han Han. Then Dom must've known from the very jump. Like he, there was like a, you know, like a three day window from the time hmm. that like, he gets the phone call to, until the time he flies to Tokyo where he's like, my friend is dead. But then he's got to know in that time, which would then make it, Kind of makes sense why yep. he's welcoming Statham back because Statham tried to kill, and he'd be like, "Yeah, you did a bad thing, but I get it." But at the end, at the end of the day, you didn't kill my friend. Like, because in the,
2: in the you Super Bowl didn't. trailer, at least from what I remember of it, he isn't he the one that's kind of bringing Han back and introdu- reintroducing yes. Han to
1: everybody.
0: Michelle's like, "I found him," but Dom doesn't seem surprised that he's okay. Like, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Right, You're yeah. right. And we're just trying to figure out how, why, and how. You know.
2: Yeah, there's so many questions because yeah, if if Dom knew this the whole time, then why didn't Dom share this with the family?
1: That's true. That's or very very. He, and we just don't know. Mm.
0: Like we could never talk about this again. Like I'm gonna tell you, like Hans alive, but he's out. We're not talking about him anymore.
2: How uh, from from the time frame? Like what what's the time difference between seven and eight?
1: So there is, I think by that point, they're in real time. So like when they actually come out, so like it's two, three years.
2: Okay. Cause I was going to say, maybe if it was, if it was maybe within the same year, he couldn't because then he got mixed up with the whole Cypher stuff.
0: No, but they're all there. He would have yeah. like, come on, you, you tell me if you like found out your friend was still alive, you wouldn't tell your, like the rest of your crew. immediately. Well, actually,
2: wait, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I would agree with you, Joe but I just remembered, this is Dom Toretto we're talking about. This man <laughs> had a... He, he pulled a drink. You are hiding a child. Yeah, oh God. He had oh a God. secret baby this whole time on the side, so we don't know what Dominic Toretto knows.
1: Is yeah. Dom a bad guy, is the question. Mm, he might He might be. You is know, Dom the, know, the like true villain of this person. franchise? That would you know, be the there's ultimate. The, there's a the conversation between Brian and Mia in 4, right? Like, are you the bad guy pretending you're the good guy every day? Mm. Like, that, like... Has anybody ever asked Dom that? Because, I mean, like, you know, Dominic Toretto's gone rogue. That's what fate is all about, but he's doing it for a reason. But what if he's not doing it for a reason? What if he's just a bad guy? (laughs) He's just shitty. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, technically, his the the Dom that we've known through this entire series is a guy – doing wrong things for the right reasons, quote-unquote. Yeah,
0: that is true. <laughs> so
2: maybe Don was the villain. It's, it's the Vince McMahon higher power bit, uh, Joe. He's like, it was me, Austin. It was me all along. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're now, the we, man behind the mirror type have thing. Have we yeah. brought up on this show or just our show that we our new my, – my new favorite theory is that this Vin Diesel, Dwayne Johnson beef in real life is Vince McMahon-style, like – wrestling WWE puppetry where they they don't actually hate each other. But yeah, I feel
2: like freaking. there might have been some friction there just due to egos clashing, but I feel like they've played it up. And I think, yeah, last time we talked about it, because we, we came up with the idea that this is all a work to use wrestling terminology, and they didn't let Tyrese know it was a work. So Tyrese yes, thinks yes, true, yes, yes, and he
0: got caught up in the mix. Yeah, that's the Ken conclusion. <laughs> Tyrese like started
1: picking sides, and they were like, "Bro, sorry, we were just kidding." Like, this is not real. Serious. <laughs> yeah. It's so sad, but so funny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, so I guess my last question on Han before we kind of get to uh, our our final thoughts on the film is, you know, when when you look at this character uh, that, that Sun Kang is playing and Justin Lin being back at the helm of this franchise, like, do you think that, and may, maybe, maybe one character in one film is, is too much of a burden to put, put this on, but you mentioned earlier about representation and what this, what these films have have done mm-hmm. almost since day one. Uh, do you feel like having Han as a, member of the team again and maybe even a higher profile member of the team than he was before. Do you feel like this even opens up the movie? It sounds crazy to say, but, you know, opening wider than $800 million. But do you think this opens up the franchise to even more eyes, particularly after whatever animosity there was during the Justice for Han thing?
1: I think that's a very positive way to look at it as opposed to a skeptical, you know, oh, they're just bringing this back in to get the Japanese dollars again, right? You know, mm, like they're yeah. reopening it to another – like I don't – I mean maybe? I don't know. I feel like
0: uh, – I think they're yeah. too big like to even judge it from that perspective. Like, Like they're going to be smash hits worldwide no matter what but so i think it is a cool thing and i think we have to look at it from the positive that it's cool to bring han back and not just like it's better than them like going to find like another asian character just to like be like oh we got an asian guy again yeah
2: right? that's well, yeah. because I, I would say that's and i think we talked about it when we did the uh too fast too furious review over on your show like as much as we love han as great a character as han is like the Lack of Asian representation, and the only other Asians that we had as as featured Suki. characters in this series, Suki, uh, MC Jin, yeah, uh, you know everybody from Tokyo Drift, like they're pretty much forgotten by the time we get to four, five, six, and seven.
0: Yeah, true, very true. So yeah, I think we, we I think Han coming back is a good thing. I hope that they do it right and it's not just, like, something really dumb. But I have trust in Justin Lin that he's going to do it. I have more problems, like, story-wise, plot-wise. That's where I would have, like, complaints
2: from Mm. it. Yeah. yeah. And then you talk about Justin Lin because, again, I think that's another big deal that maybe doesn't get talked about as much as it probably should. That you got a Chinese director who is making these, like, smashes, as you said, Joe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, smash after smash after Smashes. smash. And, and like, I feel like, you know, maybe, and, and this is no slight against the directors I'm going to name, but I feel like, were he a J.J. J. Abrams, or, or were he one of the Russo brothers, like, he'd be getting even more credit and praise than he does, because, like, not only are these movies fun and, and visually exciting, but they make uh, all the money in the world.
0: They do. They do as good as Marvel, like, as some Marvel movies, they do as good, man. Yeah.
2: We just had to, we just had to take a moment there to reflect, oh. <laughs> to, to, to bask in the, in the glory of, of Justin Lin. And, uh, yeah. So real quick before we wrap up six, uh, you mentioned nine. Of course, we get the big wrestling tie in. Uh, again, I feel like this, I feel like the casting of John Cena, Joey, might be part of the gag where he's like, I'm, I'm going to replace The Rock with another wrestler because John Cena is my friend now in yeah. this, in this, uh, um, play fight that they're having and so we got John Cena as Dominic Toretto's brother question mark
1: yeah I'm very interested to see how that goes I guess if you're thinking about like who's a bigger more muscly man than The Rock the only way you could go maybe is John Cena um yeah
2: Cena or Batista those are the two
1: yeah and Batista and, like flipped off the fast Batista and yeah. hates Vin Diesel so that would never work I don't <laughs> think so like that's that's the shoot grudge Oh, man, it's uh, it's gonna be interesting, and I think you know we were just talking about how much money it could make, and you know whether bringing Han back is for that, but like who knows how this movie is gonna be released? Because if, yeah, if the world is still as it is, you know, as like just this week uh warner indefinitely delayed tenant like if there's no date like mm, they kept yeah. pushing it back by three weeks or whatever no release date because right? originally
2: so like, fast nine was supposed to come out this year correct correct yeah, it was already yeah. supposed
1: to be out yeah yeah mm. and then the date that it's now in which is early april 21 was going to be i think going to be f10 but we had sort of suspicions that they were going to push it off for some kind of other thing or whatever but they just took the slot that they had that universal already had right moved nine to that but like if in april We don't have a vaccine. Like, again, I don't want to get like weird and heavy and political, but like, at what point do you just start releasing these movies on VOD instead of just dumping millions and millions of dollars into marketing? Like Mm. people are hungry for this. Like we have talked about kind of jokingly, but also kind of serious. Like we would cover this movie, we would rent, or if we could own it or whatever, like we would do this and cover this movie like six times in a row, because we feel like there's going to be enough in it to warrant that kind of deep dive. And like, put it out there like we need something like, nobody has anything to look forward to anymore like give us f9 give us tenant give us something yeah it'll be a you're not gonna you know event. you might not make
2: 800 billion dollars but you'll make a lot of money which is yeah. better than making no money
0: <laughs> and you know how like even if you charge like we were saying like if you were like okay they give me the option they're like we can wait till april and possibly see like fast nine in theaters and it'll be like, you know, your normal 10 bucks or like you could pay 50 bucks and watch it right now at home. Like I'm going to get it. Like that's, yeah. that's what I'm going to do.
2: Yeah. Cause I'm here's the thing. When they open theaters, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm going to be there.
0: Exactly. Yeah. That's what we're saying too. I'm like it's going to be. be a scary place.
2: Like I've got, I've got Disney plus. I'll be watching Hamilton while you all get <laughs> <Yeah>. sick.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
2: Like, like, Nate, are you gonna come out and watch Fast and the 1st I'm gonna wait for it.
0: Yeah, it'll come. On, it'll be on Netflix eventually. <laughs> I promise.
2: I'm just. I'm on my Aaron Burr right now. I'm just waiting for it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, par- pardon me. Are you Aaron Burr, sir?
2: Hmm. <laughs> oh, this. The, yeah, I'm not gonna go down this Hamilton wormhole because I. <laughs> the week after I watched it, and uh, for those that are listening, that listened to the uh, review that Braden and I did over on the uh up next feed like i went to this hamilton wormhole on youtube listened to the songs and the like the the hamilton mixtape where John ja rule and ashanti have a song and it's terrible but wonderful oh at the same God. time i haven't and, no uh Shanti like
0: in years Jesus. i started
2: watching animatics like just animatics of hamilton it's like i've never watched an animatic in my life i mean I've, <laughs> like i have on like a I think it was the animatrix. They had some DVD feature And other than that, I'm not really watching your animatics. I don't have time for this. But I was watching every animatic that I could get my hands on last week. Just all the Hamilton. I needed all the Hamilton. And that's the thing. You talk about. You know, people are starved for entertainment, starved for escapism yep. right now. Like, yeah, like you, you, you might not make what you thought you're going to make, but you'll still make a lot of money if you put out these big, these big tent pole type movies right now.
1: Yeah, and I think that there's people like I mean, I'll speak for myself. I don't know if I can speak for Joe, but like I would be worried to go back to a theater before a vaccine and like I don't yep. wanna to have to choose between my health and seeing a Fast and Furious movie. Like I feel like that I you wanna see the movie too. Yeah. And that's
0: the worst part. Yeah, so you're gonna be like, Are you like, are you dragging <laughs> me outside? Because I want to see the
1: film before somebody spoils it, like that's unfair. Like I agree what I that. would have to do, would have to hope for, is that there's a drive-in theater anywhere near. Mm, yeah, yeah. Where I would like, okay, got to drive four hours to the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. But they're at least they're showing F9, where I can like safely watch the movie. Like I would do that, but you know, that's yeah. not ideal. No.
2: Yeah, and again, like, I'm kind of uneasy. I'm of two minds about a vaccine, uh, and I don't want to get too deep into it, but, like, there's part of me, and, and again, we're, we're family. We're, we're in the safe house. Don Zocodura yep. is playing in the background. Uh So we can talk about this type of stuff. Like, this, on the one hand, Joey, I feel like I don't want to be the first person to take the vaccine, because <laughs> I don't yeah. know, like, you don't want to be the first person to buy the iPhone, plus, like, <laughs> America has a history of testing drugs on People of color, and out there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: so I don't want to fall into that trap. But then on the other hand, like I don't want to wait for it. I don't want to Aaron Burr on this one and be like the the hundredth person in line, and all the the rich people get the vaccine first. I don't know. Like True.
1: I I want to wait, but I also want it now at the same time. Uh, yeah, it's man. Like you know, we had the t- we we don't need a repeat of the Tuskegee experiment, right? Like we don't need to yeah. do that again. Uh, just basically, what I'm saying is, Universal, let me get, let me give you fifty dollars for this mm. movie. Yeah, that's it. That's all I'm willing it. to give you fifty dollars for one movie. Yeah, <laughs> like there's so. Uh, I think though,
2: honestly, I think if the movie theaters were being truthful, they would go for it. not the movie theaters, the uh, studios. They would probably go for it. The movie theaters though aren't, uh... that's those are the, those are the ones that are taking the hit on this because nobody's buying the tickets, buying the concessions.
0: Yeah, and they're like things well, AM- together. It's
1: like AMC robbiest. has already said after Trolls World Tour they're never showing another Universal movie. So like mm. what do you got to lose? Like all these things already like spurned Universal, like let Universal again, they're Comcast, they're the biggest company in the world that's not Disney. Let them do this, right? Yeah. Like just make it happen. You saw how many people downloaded the Disney Plus app to watch Hamilton. And oh yeah. even if like eighty percent of those people go away, you still get twenty percent of whatever millions and millions of downloads to keep paying you six or seven bucks a month like do something set something up put it on peacock make people pay for peacock right like fair you have the platforms
2: yeah, there there's there's gotta be a way for them to to figure this out. And uh what we're well, gonna like figure Quibi. out now,
1: make make that in my phone.
2: <laughs> that would be the coup if 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 Quibi comes comes to the table like like what do you got, Disney Plus? I got Hamilton and some Marvel shows maybe in a year or so. What what do you got, uh what do you got, Netflix? I got uh, uh a new Dave Chappelle special or something. I don't, yeah. I, I'm never on Netflix anymore. I've got uh, The Floor is Lava. That's what Netflix has yes. come to the oh table God. with. Yes. Uh, what do you got, Peacock? I got uh, 30 Rock and that new Psych movie. What do you got, Quibi? Oh, just a little something called Fast and Furious 9.
1: <laughs> but you can like, only watch it on your phone. You can't cast it to your TV. Oh God. Enjoy it. Oh, yes, so and, and you can only watch it in 30-second th- uh, intervals. It's <laughs> truly a Twilight Zone. It's like you know a monkey's paw situation. We said we wanted it, but not like this. <laughs> Like, damn, not, damn you QB <laughs> damn you Meg Whitman
2: Ugh. there are so many streaming services too many
1: too many but whatever one gets Fast and Furious whatever one gets F9 I'll subscribe. shut you know Fry from Futurama meme shut up and take my money like literally <laughs> like wherever you wind up you have my money
2: hmm <sighs> so yeah that's that's the state of the film industry but let's talk about the state of this film gentlemen okay Because it's time for our patented rating system. For anybody that this is their first time listening to the Rocky My View Picture Show, uh, first of all, thank you. Uh, But second of all, we judge these movies on a scale of one to five. Judging based on how much we like the movie as well as how good Dwayne The Rock Johnson was in said movie. If a movie was excellent, if it was the best that we've ever seen, if a movie was Fast Five, which to this point is still the only Dwayne Johnson film to unanimously unanimously get a five. That is, we just went one-on-one with a great one. If a movie's good, if it's solid, if it's almost perfect, but there's something quite holding it back a little bit, if, if, if Rock is good, but it's he can do better, that's a four out of five. That's a people's champ. If a movie is solid, it does what it's supposed to do, but it's neither great nor terrible, that's a three out of five. That's a know your role. If a movie is pretty bad and The Rock is maybe the only redeeming quality or the movie is solid but The Rock is not that great in it, that's a 2 out of 5. That's a jabroni joint. But fellas, if a movie is terrible, if it's a waste of time, if it's something that you wouldn't even watch again during this pandemic, if it's Doom, that's a 1 out of 5. That's a rock bottom. So, Let's start with Let's start with you Joe. On a scale of 1 to 5, what would you give Fast and Furious Part 6?
0: I wish I had more hands so I could give this more fives. Wow, this is a, a perfect Fast and the Furious movie. Mm. I think it's a great movie in general, like top tier. It's like one of the my favorite action movies and this is probably the best rock that we get. At, like in the fast franchise like this is like we get a ton of screen time he's just doing awesome i love everything about him in this one. one fives all around for me no mm. even qualms about it like I, I can't even say anything bad about this one
2: uh, joe coming with another five after giving fast five a five he gives fast six a five so joe these went one-on-one
0: these are my top two
1: yeah
2: joe went one-on-one with the great one joey What 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 say you
1: can you remind me... I think I know, but can you remind me what I gave Fast Five?
2: We all gave Fast
1: Five a five. Okay. So I was thinking as I watched this one, of the five movies that The Rock has been in, in yeah. this franchise, Five, Six, Seven, Fate, Hobbs and Shaw, this is probably, of the amount that he's given to do, probably on the lower end, right? Maybe mm. in the middle. Think? But I think... Obviously, Hobson Shaw is number one with a bullet. Fair. Yep. I yeah. I think number two would be Fate. I think Fate. He's got more to do. I mm. think. Okay. Yeah.
2: So well, he, he does, but the
1: movie's not not great. <laughs> true, true. But again, if we're just thinking about his role and how much he has yeah. to do, yeah. right? Also, I love Fate now. I don't know if you know that, but I love Fate now. Yeah, like I I I pivoted hard on Fate. Like I am
2: uh, Look at Gina out. Carano with the heel turn.
1: Truly. Amen. You know, yeah. You coming, babe? <laughs> yes, I am. If you're talking to me Fate of the Furious.
2: Charlize did it for you.
1: Well, not sure. Well, it's the, it's honestly it's Charlie's coming back for nine that I was like, oh, mm. now that they're playing the long game, I don't mind that she doesn't have an ending in eight because they're going to have an ending in nine or ten or whatever. Yes. So it's it's the continuation of it that actually did it for me.
2: So it's like in oh, game making uh, Thor of the Dark World better, possibly.
1: I mean, I mean after the Thor Dark World still has problems, but yes, exactly. <laughs> um, although it is you know a Kat Dennings joint. You know I love Kat Dennings. Um so, again, looking at the rank, like, in terms of how much they have to do, like, seven at the bottom, because The Rock is filming some other movie at that same time. He's not in a ton of seven. So then you have, like, this and five kind of in the middle, right? And I feel... Mm-hmm. yeah, I... I, I this is a long way of saying I don't know how I can not go one on one with a great one. I don't know how this yes. is not a five, but I think mm. that like there's still room for the character to grow. I mean, seven's gonna be an interesting one to rate on this scale because like he's great but he doesn't have a huge role. Here, I think what you were saying earlier, Nate, that he's he's able to flex a little bit more metaphorically and physically and literally <laughs> like creatively and you know, he's given more to do, his character is able to grow. He's not fully well rounded like he was, or you know, he's more fully well-rounded like he was in five. Yes. He's not going to be a full three-dimensional, like, silly kind of over-the-top cartoony character he's going to get in, like, and Hobbs, but, like, this is pretty great Lucas Rebecca Hobbs. So, mm. you know, one of all a long way, that's a lot of words to say, one of one with a great one. Five out of five.
2: All right, so we got two five-out-of-fives, and I think this is He's, he's good in, in 6. I, I like him much better than I do in 5. 7, it's close because he has some of, like, I think when you think about the character of Hobbs, some of his most iconic lines come from 7, even though he doesn't have a lot of screen time. Okay. You know, because that's where we get, you know, spoiler alert for a podcast that probably won't come out for another nine months. Uh, You know, we that's where we get the the cast flexing off. Daddy's got to go to work. You know, oh, yeah. the uh, woman, I am the Calvary. <laughs> like I think that's where we get like a lot of where we get like that that's where we get the serious side of Hobbs cemented and then that allows us to pile on more silly because we've established a baseline of serious. Yeah. Uh so I, I do like a lot of what he does in seven, even though even though he's not there a lot. This movie is really good. It's really strong. Like uh you know, we talked about it when I was on Too Fast Too Forever. And I gave my rankings like this is in my top five. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's just and I don't know. I don't know if it's the I don't know if it's the end credits, even though it's like the end credit scene is great. Like it does in the film on a downer as opposed to five where we're left with the great scene of everybody oh, getting yeah. their money. And then like the hook we get at the end is, hey, Letty's coming back. It's like, oh, that's even better. Uh, so I think five is still my number one. This is slightly below that, and I feel like seven is going to be another one-on-one with the great one, just for for different reasons than five. Okay. Uh, so I think this is, this has to be by my scale. Like they all can't be the same level of good if I'm making these <laughs> delineations between them. <laughs> wow.
1: I, I, I remember now why my, why I had a little bit of confusion. Is because I remember now that we split off the movie itself from the character. And we said Five was the one. Yeah, on the movie. yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. Now I remember. Yeah, but like, I mean... On average, like, we have, you know, 30 or 40 people have written in, and then we have this, like, huge, you know, collection of rankings and ratings and, like, maybe even more than, maybe 40 to 50. And, like, these two movies, 5 and 6, are pretty overwhelmingly the two favorite movies. Like, there – it's hard to not love these two. Like, and 7 is yeah. really high up there as well. Like, you know, if there's – I think you can, you can have the internal agony about, like, should I give them all a 5? But, like, at the end of the day – they deserve it. Like, if you like these, if you like action movies, you can't not like these, I think. If you like mm. The Rock, you can't not like this. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
2: you know, like. So I've got the Joes on one shoulder telling me to go for it, telling me to telling me to take my shot. No,
0: I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to. And try it. try, and then, but it's been on my like... other
2: shoulder. I've got Cat Williams from The Pimp Chronicle saying, how you going out fantastic, fantastic, pimpin'? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think what I'll do, though, I think what I'm going to do is and I don't normally do this because I feel like it's cheating the system. But again, maybe maybe we found maybe we discovered this week. I'm Dominic Toretto. I'm i am gone rogue. I'm doing the wrong Ooh. thing for the right reasons. Uh, but I'm going to give this a four point five.
0: That's, that's totally
2: acceptable. because I think it's 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 better. It's better than the People's Champ. Like it's 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 better than the People's Champ by 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 a long shot. But I don't think it, it's up there with five. Like five to me is like, other than Letty not being there, and as we talked about on the show the last time, you almost put her there in your mind. Yeah. Um, so in in my director's cut and in, in the Snyder cut in my head, <laughs> Letty's Letty's there the whole time. So five is is the best. But yeah, this this is right there. Like I think five, six, and seven are the Heart of the Fast and Furious franchise, almost so much that those three can kind of stand alone by themselves.
0: Fair. Yeah, they're yeah. in their own trilogy
1: mm-hmm. for sure.
2: Yeah. yeah, and then we get the foolishness of eight afterward. Even though now Joey, has going to the it. dark side. I love Joey, it.
1: I Joey's I joined think, the NWO. <laughs> you know, like we have five, six, and seven. You're saying that's a trilogy. I think we are going to have eight, nine, it's and, eight, and nine ten separate trilogy, yep, right? Yeah, eight. Interesting. Nine, now that we got
0: Charlize back for 9, I think yeah. up 10 are going to be their own trilogy and out at 10. And, I'm and then really we
2: bring Rock and everybody back for 10. It's
0: gotta yep. happen. It's gotta happen. Uh, absolutely.
2: Interesting. And do you think I'm trying to think, Is because uh, you you said uh, Mia's coming back. Yeah. Do you think Gal's
1: coming back? I would love it. <sighs> I would love it. I don't know that she is or not. I feel like
0: we don't see a body, man.
1: You know, so here's the thing, right? If they're going to show in the trailer, which, again, is four minutes long. There's a lot to show. But if they're going to show in the trailer who John Cena is, that Dom has a brother, <laughs> that Charlie's his is brother back. is working with the enemy from eight. That there's Charlie's a lot of exposition.
2: Back. There's a lot of exposition. And also, by choice.
1: the way, Han is alive. It's like, what are they not showing us? Like, what spoilers and what surprises that, and what Maybe Han's been seeing?
2: living with Giselle the
0: whole time.
1: Yeah, that's what maybe. we're saying, man. We don't know.
2: Oh, so good. So good. Yeah. So I give, uh, I give it a 4.5. It's it, uh, let's see. It's, it's the people's champ, but it's like when, uh, the rock went to Hollywood and they souped up his theme music, Joe, like they gave, they gave it, they, you know, they had the entrance with like the, the Titan Tron with the helicopter going through the streets of LA. Like it's, it's the people's champ, but it's a little bit extra. A little uh, extra. So just a, little little, a little something extra. So yeah. we got fives from the Joes, a four point five from me. Basically, what we're saying is this is a good movie and you should watch it.
0: Absolutely. So
2: yeah. that's that's our thoughts on Fast and Furious Six. Uh fellas, we're we going to take a quick break. Not even a break, just a pause for the cause. Uh, we're just going to pump the brakes a little bit and let the people know what we've got coming up next time on the Rocky Maya Via picture show we're gonna stay in 2013 because 2013 in terms of the rocks movies is like 2020 in terms of our everyday lives it's the year that never ends (laughs) rock rock has so many movies come out in 2013 and so next time we're gonna talk about 2013's empire state two questions for you eddie where's chris and where's the money I want to be a cop Try to do something with my life You got be kidding me said so you're not taking the cop test
1: no more? Yeah, I'm sorry, bro
0: Look, my friend, this ain't the NYPD I hope you can
1: understand that You gotta get my back on this one
2: If you had anything to do with this, now's a better time than later if you want to shoot straight with me? He had nothing to do with this. He's a good guy. I liked him. He had a family.
1: Empire giving Tony's wife 5,000 instead of
2: 50. I was a good friend of Tony's. Please, just take it. How can you take that much and they don't know nothing?
1: Anyone here? We got something out here, boss. Two perps. Both armed. You say. Please. Move,
0: move! Now you say we go back into Rob Empire. Are you crazy? Cops won't expect it! Nobody
1: will. It's been reported that over nine million dollars were taken in last night's heist. You have anything to say about that? No.
2: So I got Ash. Nothing seemed out of the ordinary. No, it sounds crazy. Like I told you, I, I didn't see anyone. Thank you for saving my life, right?
1: But that don't mean for a second that I won't hesitate to drag your ass in.
0: There's no way that guard could pull off this job. Go after all five families. The paper said that was the real mob. Big time low life, small time low life, all the same to me.
1: You told me where the money from the robbery is. A robbery you didn't want to include me I'm in on. What's up, Jimmy? Mike, wait, Mike! Jimmy's gonna kill us, right? Trust me, I did this
2: for a reason. So.
1: I'm not going to jail bro what are you crazy chris you need to look at me you Listen need man, to tell man. me what's going on chris shut up i don't want to do anything right now don't think i won't do it Put that down. i've had this movie on my tivo for literally years and mm. i still this is the one with emma roberts am i right and uh let's
2: see cuz I, I I believe Empire State was uh Empire State is kind of like the inverse of Snitch where I feel like <laughs> Snitch came out in theaters in America but it was on DVD in the UK. Mm. And I feel like Empire State came out in theaters in the UK but I didn't hear about it until I saw it on DVD out here.
1: hmm Interesting. Yeah, this is Liam Hemsworth, Dwayne "The Rock" Johnson, and Emma Roberts.
0: That's a, that's a pretty good cast, so... Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I like those guys. Those are, that's is, a
1: lineup. His dream was to become a cop until he became a criminal. Oh, shit. That's the <laughs> tagline. Damn.
2: Like, the, the Rock is always something, but he wants to be something else. Like, in the rundown, he was a, a bounty hunter, but he just wanted to be a chef in the Fast and Furious <laughs> movies. He's uh, a government agent, but he really wants to be like one of these rogue criminals that he's he chasing. You know, and in, in the Empire State, he wanted to be a cop until he turned out it was, he was a criminal. Yeah. So Rock yeah. is just
1: searching for, for what he's going to be in life. You know, he wanted to be the mummy. and He wound up being the Scorpion King. I don't know if that's what that movie's about, but I'm assuming that it is. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but yeah, 2013 is crazy with, with the Rock's movie. Like, uh, I, don't, I don't have the number offhand, but just judging by the amount of shows we've done, I want to say Rock had at least Five films come out in 2013. That's, nuts. That's like five geek budget films. Yeah, Rock had five films. Uh, James Madison had 29 films, and Alexander Hamilton had the other 51. <laughs> 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 just gonna
1: let it sit there for a minute just
2: enjoy oh, that so audience good. i
1: would have been okay to end that there no plugs just have it go out on that like that's worthy <laughs> of the ending it's so perfect
2: oh uh, but yes we can't end without plugs fellas because i do appreciate you guys taking time to come back here and sit in the theater and watch another one of these fast and furious movies with me we i feel like the audience uh, as long as, as well as myself we we get more insight on this franchise, the more we talk to you. So let people know where they can find out even more insight. Like this is just, if you thought we talked a lot about (laughs) fast six, and got into the details of fast six. Like we didn't even, we didn't name a single specific model or make of car. Nope. This whole review. And so if you, if you're sitting out there and you're like, man, Nate dropped the ball. He didn't talk about any of the vehicles or any of of the cars and stuff. I, I needed to know about that. Well, Have I got a show for you? Boy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tell them about it, guys.
1: Every Tuesday and every Friday, we have Too Fast, Too Forever at cageclub.me or wherever you get podcasts. You can hear Joe and I. So now every two weeks, every other Tuesday, we do a core installment, a Fast and Furious movie. We just just kicked off lap seven. So we have Mm. our guests, Nico and Kevo. They are husbands. They are co-hosts of the Husbands Talking More or Less uh, they are on this entire lap. They had never seen a single one of these movies before. Oh. they are thrilled to bring it to all of them. And what uh, what order are you going in? We are going chronologically. We're doing six and then three. Okay. Okay, yeah. that that'll be interesting.
2: Yeah, because I I've been wanting to do that, but I, I've never watched three uh, after six. I don't know. I, 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 I might better. try that out.
0: It's, it's better. It's, it's really it is. It's better, man. It really is. In a weird way, I don't I didn't think that I would like it as much as I do, but once we did it, we were like, Oh, there's no coming back from this. Yep. Correct.
1: <laughs> and so in the other three episode slots every two weeks in the episode days where we're not talking about a fast and furious, this entire lap, we've got two themes. We've got the Michelle Rodriguez lap, because we're just doing, you know, Michelle Rodriguez movies that aren't these. So we just talked about mm. Widows. That came yeah. out yesterday as this episode drops. So go check that out. But we're also, because you might oh, know, that's right, I
2: forgot about Widows.
1: Widows is great, yeah. man. Widows is awesome. But as you might know from this movie, from how we talked about it, or maybe we'd even mention it. Did we mention that Letty has amnesia? Letty, we have we, we did. Yes, because I couldn't pronounce uh, amnesiac. <laughs> oh, right. yes, 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 yes. My favorite Radiohead album. Thanks for, thanks for up. bringing up old wounds, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so we're doing Michelle Rodriguez movies, but we're also doing movies centering, centering around memory loss. So, you know, mm. next week, as this episode comes out, we're talking about Memento and Dark City. So like all over the place, people look at it from afar. They're like, what does this have anything to do with The Fast and Furious? Spoiler, it does. It doesn't really, but it mm. kind of does. It, every movie can if you try hard enough. I'm
2: waiting for that hot 51st Dates episode.
1: Oh, <sighs> somebody's one of our patrons <laughs> picked it for us. So that's coming. It's coming. It's this, coming. This it's actually coming. Yeah.
2: Oh yes, the the height of Adam Sandler at at the peak of his powers when he could just throw Rob Schneider into anything.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to cover that sometime this lap. So, and we talk about the- forevercom find out everything you need to know about the show. And we and
0: we somehow tie Fast and the Furious into all of those movies. Yeah, so. <laughs> it doesn't we, make any sense, but it, it doesn't make any it- sense, but we we do it. And we'll yeah. talk about, like, you know, what, what? how would Dom be on his 50th first date or,
1: you <laughs> know, stuff like this. It happens. Uh, Actually, yeah. Here's a question for you. and I don't want to, you know, drag this on for too long, but we just did. We ended Lap 6, which was classic car movies. and We kicked it old school. It was all mm. car movies from, like, yep. the 70s and 80s and stuff. And we were talking about the perfect three-man heist team. Putting you on the spot here a little bit of pressure, but if you were to pick all-time movies, any character from any movie – who would be mm. on your all-time heist three-man team? Or three women. You know, no, no sexism here. Yes, yeah, just 3 men, three Three-person team. all-time heist team. It's kind of like the dream, like, you know, any era SNL, one of them has to do update. But just three people, you're, you're pulling the perfect job. Who do you have on your team?
2: Ooh, so any character.
1: Any character. Any from characters. Any or yeah. TV oh, show.
2: Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, okay, so I'm going to – every crew needs a driver. And obviously, we've got a whole slew of drivers to pick from in in this franchise. Uh, but there's, there's many great drivers out there. I think I might have to go with a movie that I didn't think I was going to like, but I ended up really liking it. My driver for this crew, not only because he's a good driver, but because I feel like he has less of a chance of getting pulled over by the police than some other people I'd pick mm-hmm. <laughs> is my man, my man Baby Driver. Mm,
1: okay yeah, Baby Driver. Okay, that's okay. a good, good, start. I, good start. I, I
2: like that movie. Like, I didn't think I was gonna like it, but I like that movie a lot. Uh, yeah. So Baby Driver is my driver for the crew.
1: Cool.
2: Uh, the sure. brains of the operation. Yep. I mean, brains of the operation. I'm thinking, who's got the biggest brain in the universe? A man who who even planned for his own death. And he gave Peter Parker some spectacles.
1: Oh. Ooh. Tony Stark
2: is the brains of this wow. operation.
1: Okay. That's a cool. good
2: move.
0: It's a power move. Yeah, I like that.
2: So I got the brain. And Tony Stark is smooth too. He can talk to
0: people. Oh, yeah, yeah, Uh so he's I he got, got the... money already.
2: Yep, he's and got he's got money so voice. he can he can fund these uh operations. Uh so I got Tony Stark, I got Baby Driver, and I need some <laughs> I need somebody else. I'm, I'm trying to think. I
1: think you need a little bit of muscle.
2: Yeah, we need some need
1: muscle. muscle.
2: We need some muscle, and I think. I mean, guys, you you know what show you're on.
0: I know. Say it.
2: We're bringing Hobbs, Dwayne The Rock Johnson in on this mission. Yeah. So I got Hobbs, Tony Stark, and Baby Driver.
0: They all can't fit in the car at the same time. A little, and Shaw where they're all got, riding shotgun in a McLaren. Like we need a van no, or something.
1: You got two normal size guys, and then you got a guy the size of a planet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like big <laughs> driver's not huge. Tony Stark's not huge. And then you got the Rock. So I think they could all fit. Just the Rock's got to get in the back seat. <laughs> like they, they have to drive
2: American muscle. Like no, no imports because the Rock is not fit in an import.
0: Correct. No, he's definitely not. So
2: yeah, that's my that's my team. Love it.
0: Good team. That's a, that's, that's a my team. Team. Yeah.
2: Love it yeah I, I feel like uh i feel like that's a fun game like we, we maybe i'll put that out to the listeners but
0: just <laughs> we like who, stupid games because we just go down weird rabbit holes. maybe i'll
2: make it I'll, I'll twist it for my audience and make it like if you were uh putting together a heist team made up of pro wrestlers
0: there you go who would you <laughs> who would your pro wrestling heist team be oh my god <laughs> That would be a lot of fun.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. Like, again, like uh, check
1: out the show, Too Fast, Too Forever. Uh, give them the Twitter handle again. At Too Fast, Too Forever. Almost, almost couldn't be easier, unless it was 2F2F. But yeah, Fast, Too Forever, just about anywhere. Yes. And again. Numbers uh, 2. Yep. Check,
2: check them. Yeah, the numbers 2. Uh, check them out. I was on lap 6 talking about Too Fast, Too
1: Furious. And you also had a bonus, a special cameo in our The Night Before. Yes. The Fast and Furious.
2: Yeah, so yeah, these these guys do a good work and they they like if if this wasn't deep enough for you, if this wasn't dense enough for you, if you didn't get your Fast and Furious fix here, they've got at least 5 episodes talking about Fast and Furious 6. 6.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: they got yeah, 6 now cuz you're on lab 7. You yep. got 6 episodes talking about Fast and Furious 6 that can satiate you.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. Well, yeah, we're up to 111 episodes I think in total and uh probably 60 of those or so are fast and, like it's just there's so much and then we're also doing it for other shows we're doing it for your show we're doing it for our Charlie theron podcast mm-hmm. for the high school music the high school slumber party podcast they like everywhere you could talk about fast and furious we're talking about it we love it and we hope you do too and we know that you do nate because uh you know you're one of us you're salute family. me family
2: yes we we're all gonna drink coronas after the show figure out how we can find somebody villainous to bring into the family. <laughs> and, and Joe is going to tell us about his secret baby that he had between the last time we recorded. <laughs> uh, but yes. So a uh, shout out to uh, the Joe's from too fast to forever for coming on the show this week. Obviously they will be back. Like they, there's no, <laughs> no post credit scene needed. They'll be back uh, in a month to talk about fast and furious seven, which I'm sure we'll be be an emotional journey, shall we say. Get together and
1: cry about it. I I know it's coming.
2: Yes. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, you guys take care. uh, For the listeners out there, Uh, check out Too Fast Too Forever. Uh, You can check me out on Twitter at in the number eight, M-O-Z-A-I-K. Check out the Kings of Sport. Kings of Sport Patreon. Patreon.com backslash Kings of Sport. $5 gets you in the door. And we've got over 100 hours of content, audio, video, uh, there's political shows, pop culture shows. We talk wrestling. We talk sports. A lot of stuff on there. Um, MCU reviews, you can check that out at the Kings of Sport Patreon. I'm on the Black Lightning podcast. I'm on uh, the main event. I'm, I'm on a bunch of different shows. I, you know, I'm, I'm like Hamilton, I'm nonstop. And so <laughs> it, I think that might be the last reference I throw out. Uh, but yeah, so if you want to find out any, any more about that, check me out on twitter at in the number eight m-o-z-a-i-k i I want to give a shout out to Braden harrington from the bde for creating the theme for this show uh austin james the graphic designer uh for the logo even though we we do have a new logo now though i don't know why uh so i'll I'll just cut that out Yes, yeah, so I want to thank Brother Braden, Braden Harrington from the BDE for the theme music for the Rocky Mountain View Picture Show. It gets you, gets you in the mood. You know, it's it's like Wiz Khalifa setting the mood for these Fast Ooh. and Furious films because he's he's done at least two soundtracks by now. I think.
0: I, yeah, it's I think yeah, it's at least two.
2: He, he's yeah, because he did he did six and he did seven.
0: Yeah, he did.
2: Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. those might be my favorite Fast and Furious songs. Oof. So like the, pick. the 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 one shot, like that, that, that's like it gets me every time. Like I I feel like both Wiz songs, like I feel like I don't want to like them, but <laughs> they they fit the films they're in so much that that I I like them by proxy to the film.
1: That's they fair. Really do, yeah, yeah, yeah. No arguments here.
2: So, uh, but yeah, uh, that's gonna do it for this edition of the Rocky Mafia. Pick Picture show. The theater is closed. We'll be back next time to talk about. 2013's Empire State. So again, thank you to Joey and Joe, the Joes Thanks for
0: having us, brother. Too
2: fast to forever, and uh, thank you, Nate. this was this was fun, guys, and we'll definitely do it again uh, sometime in this uh, never-ending year.
0: Uh, we will. We'll <laughs> be back. I promise. <laughs> like,
2: it'll be nine months from now, but it'll it'll still feel like the summer.
0: Oh boy, <sighs> I hope not.
2: So. Uh, thanks to the Joes. Thank you for listening. Thanks to John Pollock and Waiting, the proprietors of post wrestling. And we'll be back next time with an all new edition of the Rocky Maya Via picture show. So for the Joes, for Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And for Alexander Hamilton, because he's been like like a side character this show. Alexander, yeah, Lin-Manuel Miranda should have been a Shaw brother. I'll just say it. I'll say it.
1: There's still time. There is still time.
2: (laughs) I'll say it. Uh, Or at least David Diggs needs to be in a Fast and Furious
0: movie. Amen. Amen.
1: I
2: agree. He would be amazing. Uh, But anyway, for the Joes, for Dwayne Rock Johnson, I am the Godfather of Nate Milton. And remember, Nubian eyes are watching.